Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve, and I'm joined by my tag team partner in crime, uh, Jeff. Jeff Lipman. Jeff, um, it's nice to be back with you. I know I've been out um, sick last few weeks. Um, good, good old Ron. Bad guy Jack has filled in uh, in my stead, uh, and he will be filling in as you we mentioned a couple episodes ago. He will be filling in every other week for me because um, he's not filling in. He's he's taking on there's a there's a it's, we're now try hosts. That's right. Uh-huh. He's, he, he's a co-host. Is it still a co-host if there's three hosts? Good old bad guy. Good old bad guy. Yeah, no, no. We appreciate Ron. He's he's definitely adds a, a different dynamic. It's it's very different doing a show with him and doing it with you. Uh, I'm sure for him, it's very difficult doing a show with me because un- unlike you, he doesn't stop me. Uh, I know. So- I know. I need to talk to him about like, Hey, I've been listening to some of these episodes with you and, and, and Ron. I, sometimes I want to call him Jack. Sometimes I call him Ron. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. You start monologuing like a, like a, like a villain on a, on a action hero film. And I'm just like, say something, jump in there, Jack. Yeah. Uh, for a guy who hates solo shows, I really like to talk a lot. So I, I, I think, I've, you know, I think I figured out, I, like, I think I'm the Howard Stern or the Imus model. So I have a sidekick, a producer who's there and I can talk to and they mm-hmm. can talk back a little bit, but it's still me. You know, it's, it's, it's close to me. It's like 85, me, 15% them, except when I want them to do more. I mean, I, I think that's, I think that's my natural state. I just don't want to be solely responsible for, for something or, or I like to see somebody. I don't like to carry on a conversation with myself. Um, but yeah, but uh, you know, it's, you know, he's got a very different perspective than either of us do. He's, he certainly he does. More... I, I, I love that you keep bearing me as just a WWE yeah. Homer, mm-hmm. which I accept proudly. I identify proudly as, and I, AW love, is... yeah, I love burying you every chance I get. AW is God awful. And we're going to talk more about that later as to why or right off the bat because i've got something to say about sting and his retirement announcement and and really we'll do a career retrospective on sting because i feel like the legend is larger than his actual accomplishments and i'd like to get to know your your thoughts on what i have to say okay um we also want to talk about um aw continues to be adrift I know some people might say, oh, they're back in the saddle. Look, they got back to 900,000 viewers after not competing with NXT. But, um, you know, rumors of random ex-WWE people coming in, the, 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 the fact that Okada has to show up, Ric Flair has to show up. You know, uh, Mystico uh, is, is a surprise draw. We'll get into all of this stuff. <laughs> um Lots as to, to be. As long as we don't talk about my Halloween Havoc picks, because I was, I think I was like at fifty percent or worse. Oh yeah, we're going to talk about that because now we're going to get a chance to. Uh, I'll get a chance you to bury you. Battle of the Belt Eight. I got all of the three for three on that one, and I mean, <laughs> this is why these shows don't do well because they're they're completely predictable. Um, but they yeah, are. Go on, I, you know, you're monologuing. Go, go monologue. Oh, I'm just telling what we're going to run down the show. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the, the recent WWE build, some WWE news internationally. They're going, you know, they're doing a European tour right now. 
And uh, they got some shows happening for in France and Germany and all over the world. They're international. In St. Like, Petersburg, you know, Russia or Florida. Right. Uh, Chernobyl. Like I hear Not Chernobyl, Chernobyl. Is, might yeah. be the next stop for WrestleMania 45. I think they're doing one on the water of the Black Sea. That's right. Hey, listen, they got to bring back the pirate ship somehow. So that's right. Jericho got the last good cruise. So, <laughs> all right, Jeff. So let's let's just jump right into this. Like, so you know, I know you did a show with with Ron covering last week's AEW, and I wasn't here, but I I want to talk about Sting's retirement. Some of it sure. bled over into this week's TNA, um, TNA <laughs> this week's AEW <laughs> with um. The surprise appearance of uh, one nature boy, Ric Flair. So I'm not clear on on this. So this Tony Khan's retirement gift to Sting was Ric Flair. So has he actually bought Ric Flair and Sting now owns Ric Flair as his, like a pet? Does he have to, like to pay his bar tab? Does he have to provide health care? Yes. Or was it just that, that like Ric Flair is going to be hanging around with Sting sort of like a second Darby? I mean... <laughs> you know, it worked out so well with Nick Wayne. I, I like, is it that Ric Flair is going to be accompanying them on matches now? I mean, and is that really a present for Sting or is that more a present for Ric Flair or a cheap attempt to try to get ratings? Because it is now late October 2023 and everyone expected there to be a new contract deal. I mean, it was just a few months ago that it was going to be $1.2 billion in five years and still nothing. It's going to be on Max, that's for sure. No, Max. So, you know, I mean, is that what this is really about? Because this doesn't seem like much of a, a gift, retirement gift for Sting if it's Ric Flair, you know, either once or just to hang out with him until Revolution. Yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I wish I had an answer for you, Jeff, but I think the guess for me is this is going to be just like a one and done you know, we might see Ric Flair during the last episode that Sting is on for his last match. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's also kind of wanting to tease the fact that Sting's last match will be with Ric Flair, which on paper sounds like an apropos thing mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um but not now. Nobody wants to see this match. Nobody in their right mind. Anyone that is saying that they want to see it is obviously not in their right mind. No, they they want to they want to see Flair die. <laughs> right, right. But but you know why is it apropos, right? So so obviously Ric Flair's the guy that put over Sting, right? So if we wind back the clock, Surfer Sting was the guy. He he just came out of being scooped up by the Indies. He had a tag team with the ultimate warrior and these guys split ways. Yeah. They were the but, blade runners. Uh, they, they worked in WC, uh, CW. They worked a little bit in Memphis and also sting was part of hot stuff incorporated in, in the UWF. And then, yeah, then uh, I'm not sure if it was still Georgia championship wrestling uh, or if it was WCW yet. I think it was WCW by then, but it was, it was Crockett promotions. It was, pre-Ted Turner, uh, and uh, and they brought in, yeah, Surfer Sting, who I guess was what they were attempting to be their answer to Hulk Hogan. I think it was their answer to be Hulk Hogan, but also a little bit Ultimate Warrior, 
and again, this is I'm I'm building a case here. Mm-hmm. Is that Sting throughout his career has been true to brand to one thing and one thing only, and that's being a complete phony. The guy has stolen gimmicks from The Ultimate Warrior, from movies. He would who everybody who's who's uh, everybody's favorite Sting besides Surfer Sting. It's Crow Crow Sting, right? Which oh, okay. he spent an entire year basically in the rafters, only every now and then coming down on on a zip line with a with a bat and you know beating up eight guys with a baseball bat. Uh, I don't think he wrestled once for an entire year. Right, and I think a lot of that. Um, I, I think that the story's been told that he's you know, was out of shape, got hurt, and they just kind of had to milk Sting as best they could. Right. Um, that's why they put him in that singlet, right? Like, I mean... He was also the, in one of the worst storyline angles of all time, the Black Scorpion, which ended up being Ric Flair. And it definitely was not supposed to be Ric Flair at any point until they're just <laughs> like, fuck, we have nothing better to do. Right, right. So Sting, Sting gets, you know... Pushed to the moon after beating Ric Flair. Ric Flair, a man of his word. Again, the man is a 16-time world champion, but those 15 times that he's lost, or obviously 16 times that he's lost, the man has put people over, right? Sure. He's made Sting, Lex Luger. Um, just, the, the names go on and on, right? Like the guy, everyone he's made. Triple he's, H. Like he's any, everybody everyone. in Evolution, he's rubbed, he's rubbed everybody. Yeah, Ric Flair understood the wrestling business. He understood he was supposed to get beat up and people were supposed to want to see him get beat up. Uh, every now and then he was supposed to win the heroic battle, but most of the time he was supposed to to steal and cheat and the horsemen were supposed to get mm-hmm. involved. You know, something diabolical. He was he was the ultimate heel. He was sort of a cross between MJF and, yeah, I, I don't know. Pick anyone, really. Michael Hayes, maybe. But, um, right. yeah, but, I mean, Michael Hayes is a guy he put over as a as a solo right. when they were trying to make him that. I mean, Kerry Von Erich was over in Texas, but Ric Flair made him national. David Von Erich, uh, he also made national, but he tragically died uh, as a Kerry much later, though. I mean, I mean, Steamboat, D- him and Flair, everyone. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty. Right. Wahoo. Nikita. Hey. Right. Oh, even, yeah, even Nikita's a great example. Yeah, even when they tried, I mean, he was going to put over Terry Allen. Everyone knows that Terry Allen was going to be champion until the, the car wreck. They even tried to make the Road Warriors and Ricky Morton solo stars, and Ric Flair would, would you know, make them look good. And they even put over Ronnie Garvin, the most boring man on earth. <laughs> they, they even gave him a championship run, and they're like, even WCW was able to say, no, this, this is a really bad idea. Yeah. So, so, so my point being, right, like, Ric Flair, you can count on your hands, my hands, who he's put over. Everyone, you can't count them on our hands. It's it's we don't have we don't have we don't have enough digits. We don't have enough digits. Um, Jeff, who is Sting put over? Well, I guess back to Ric Flair, Luger a bit. I don't know. I don't. I mean, you don't have to make a strong case for for me on this one. I mean. Because I think I've said it before, but if I, if you've never heard it, I never thought of Sting as the guy. He never was the most important guy in his promotion. Now, he was extremely loyal to WCW, sort of their undertaker in that he wasn't mm-hmm. leaving them. So he was their franchise. 
but he was never the number one guy. He was just the guy who was always there and at or near the top of their card. But he, he, he never felt like a superstar to me. They were always, there was always someone big. It was Dusty. It was Nikita. It was Flair. There was always someone big. Luger, they were, they, they tried for years to make Luger bigger. They, they even tried to, to make Barry Windham a solo act and a solo star. And yet, you know, the flirtation with the Steiners. But yeah, you, you don't have to convince me of anything. You know, Sting was a good worker. He was there. He was loyal. He loved WCW. He loved the fans. But like most wrestlers of, of that time and some today, pretty much always did the same match. He didn't really cut good promos. They weren't bad. They were just average. And he screamed. He was loud. I mean, which is, which is good. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Right. He know? wooed, but it was different than, yeah. than Ric Flair's woo. Like, he wasn't even the biggest guy. Like, he, he, was, a, he was a, you know, he, by today's standards, he's a big wrestler. I mean, it's ridiculous to see him at 63, 64, towering over most of the other wrestlers that he works with. I mean, but everybody's right. a vanilla midget. Like, you know, as yeah. Adam Copeland said uh, a week ago, that, you know. Right. We can get into that too, but Jeff, like, that's my point. Like everybody wants to like have this history of Sting's career. Like he was just, he's this legend and yeah, he kind of is, but he's a legend because he's been around for so long and he was just in the right place in the right time. Like the guy was supposed to be the guy that ended the NWO. Right. And, and some might argue it was just, poor booking they just stretched it out too long they didn't they should have just executed sting being the guy earlier to, to finish the NWO. because sting was inherently insecure and always wanted to be one <laughs> of the guys even in storyline and so they split it to the, the 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 red and the black and white and and the red and black and and then they had this like you know it's like bullet club fighting bullet club thing and it was it was so awkward and confusing. One week they're friends, then they're not friends, then they're fighting everyone else. So they're together, but then they're fighting each other again. It was it, it was just a slobber knocker of stupidity. <laughs> slobber knocker of stupidity. I love that. And and so like he they fuck that up. Vince buys WCW. The man sits out for two years because he's like getting paid more to sit out. I might as well just sit out. And when he has an opportunity to come to WWE. He chooses to go to TNA. Right. And granted, he did a lot of stuff there, right? You know, um, what is it? The the not the three six mafia. What's the other guy? The The Voodoo the, King Mafia? Something the main like event that. mafia. The main event the main mafia. mafia. He does he had a lot of mafias he, there. He does that. He becomes um Joker Sting. Again, another phony ripoff. And so, you know, but who's he putting over there, Jeff? Again, nobody. He's in battles with Kurt Angle, Dixie. Booker T. He's putting over Dixie Carter. <laughs> Listen, he, he may be taking her to the bank, but Jeff I don't Jarrett. know about putting Jarrett her over. put over Jeff Jarrett a couple times. But Jeff Jarrett's already a made guy. Like, that, this is my thing. Is like, he hasn't really made anybody. So now we flash forward to you know him. And a- Sting is, is, to me, Sting is closer to Jeff Jarrett than he is to Ric Flair as far as <laughs> I mean, he's just been, I mean, he's, he's, He's more iconic than Jeff Jarrett, but to me, not much. I mean, listen, I, I, this sounds like putting down Sting. It's not. He had a very long, very successful career. But for somebody who's supposedly that big a wrestler, if you go down the street and go, who's Sting? You, people go, the guy from the police? <laughs> right. But but that but like that's that's what I'm saying is like everybody wants to have this revisionist history of, of Sting's career. But really, what has Sting done? 
And then everybody wants to get on Vince McMahon for burying him, supposedly, air quotes, burying him at WrestleMania and have putting Triple H on top. I'm sorry. At least I can count the people that Triple H has put over. Like, granted, he's had his fair share of bodies that he's buried, but Triple H has made some guys. A lot of the guys that you now see carrying the torch. Well, isn't Triple H's WrestleMania record, including old man Triple H, uh, something like like he's lost one more match? It's like 16 and 15, something like that? Yeah. 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 I mean, Triple H, I mean, he used to say, I'll make you famous. Right, but the, and, and 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 he meant it. Now again, the guy had a he's notorious for burying people. But Absolutely, he's also put people over, right? And so he was the boss's son-in-law. <laughs> that 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 helps. Um, but but Sting does. You can't tell me that Sting, who didn't want to sign with WWE, and again, you might say, Steve, this is you being a WWE homer, but. The guy never wanted to step foot in WWE. So, yeah. so let me get this right. He, he walks in. There were no choices. He walks in. Right. He he walks in when Dixie Carter runs out of cash, and this is the only meal in town. Right. And he shows up, and then he's like, "Put me over." Because I'm sorry, he's what? And he and he he never wanted to be in the big dog league because he knows in his heart he was never the big dog any place. He was one of the bigger dogs, but he was never he was never the lead alpha. Uh, I, and- I think you're right. And 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 what shocks me here, Jeff, is like nobody's having this conversation about Sting. It's just this again this revisionist history of Sting and who he is. Grant, I, listen, I, I I everybody can talk great about Sting. Sting can be a great guy, but again, even in his AEW run, Jeff, who has Sting put over? And don't tell me no. Darby. No one. He's he's put no one over. I mean. Darby was already over. I mean, that, that's the thing that people don't remember. If anything, this is sort of sidetracked Darby. Now, the the, the, the true fact of AW writ large from a 30,000 foot high is that there's so many people there that everyone ends up in a faction anyway. So it probably didn't end up hurting Darby much. And God knows Darby keeps hurting himself, including right now. He's hurt again from doing something at Nitro Circus where he sh- might have... Uh, uh, fractured his shoulder on some sort of bicycle trick or, or, or whatever, which is, you know, is, is, you know, you know, this is why WWE doesn't let you have that kind of freedom to do whatever you want. This is why every major sports league has things that, that athletes shouldn't do. Like every now and then, like a, an athlete like injures himself, like surfing or, 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 you know, or doing some sort of extreme sport. And there's always talk that their contracts in jeopardy and they won't get paid in this. And they always end up getting paid and whatever, you know, but, but it, it's always talked that they violated their contract or, you know, you know, there'll be a fine. It'll be appealed. Two months later, it'll be reduced, you know, and whatever it all, it all works out. Uh, but that's because in real sports, there are, there are the commodity, the commodity of someone who can do that. The supply is, is is almost always less than demand. In wrestling, the the demand is always more than the or the supply is always more than the demand. There's tons and tons of wrestlers out there. There, I mean, look at AEW. They have they have probably forty people who who could be, you know, you know main event people, and 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 therefore they have none. Uh, you know, right, except, right. except for the the same few who really have been at the top of the card ever since, you know, for, since day one. Anyway, I, I mostly agree with you, Instinct. I, I don't, you know, and again, I, I know this sounds negative. I don't mean to, to diminish his career. 
I just I just don't think he is an icon, you know. I don't think he's like a legend like Mick Foley's a legend, even though he had a much longer and probably more successful career. I think Mick Foley's more iconic. I, I don't think he's iconic like, you know, even like a, a going back like a Bruno Sammartino or a Kurt Henning. I mean, I think they're all better than Sting was. I think Sting was just a a pretty good lesser version of everyone else who's around. It's almost, it's almost like, I, listen, I, his career is not over yet, but I think when when everything is said and done, like, like Drew McIntyre, he's good, he's near the top, but you never really felt like Drew was the guy. Like, Drew isn't ahead of Roman Reigns. Drew probably isn't ahead of Seth Rollins. Drew isn't ahead of Cody Rhodes right now. I mean, I don't know that Drew will ever be the number one guy or a long-term number one guy. I sort of, and there's, there's, and Drew's great. I'm a Drew fan. Mm-hmm, I just, mm-hmm. I just, I just don't think he's going to go down as ever anyone ever thinking he's the guy. Like Edge, Edge, not the guy. He's just a guy. In right. fact, Edge was WWF's answer to Sting in the beginning when he came. He was just like mysteriously running around rooftops like he was Batman or something. He was wearing the same like long black jacket and you know yeah. sort of trying to be mysterious like Crow Sting was. Um, that didn't work out. Then they tried the, the vampire thing, and then they realized Edge and Christian couldn't speak. It's hard to believe because Christian is the best talker, you know, one of the top five talkers in the business right now. And Edge got to be fine when he got comfortable. But Gangrel was one who had to do the talking, and then they put them with the ministry, and then it was off to the races. But, um, yep. you know, probably the drugs helped too. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and no one's going to diminish, you know, there's – the only person who thinks that Edge was the guy's Edge, because apparently he's blocking everyone who says he's not, but Edge has a great Hall of Fame career. But I, I, don't, I wouldn't call him the iconic or the legendary Edge. It's just like Edge was a great, solid performer for a long time in wrestling. That's how I feel about Stan. But I can I can actually make an argument for Edge making moments, making people, but n- maybe as a singles but definitely as a tag team, right? Like mm-hmm. the matches between like the so Hardys and the Dudleys, yeah. they're they not yeah. all three of them working with each other. They don't make each other without each other. I mean, swap and spit with Vicky Guerrero. I mean, you, you deserve $2 million just for that. Right, right, right. Um, going back to Sting, like he says his last match is in January. February. No, no, it's March. It's Revolution, which is March of 2020. Oh, it's which March. Is, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. So it's, a, it's an extended tour, final right. tour. They, they make the announcement in October of 2023 for a retirement match in March of 2024. I mean, I'm sure that they initially planned it to be Darby versus Sting, where Sting would actually finally formally pass the torch over to Darby. But Darby probably will not be healthy by then. Although they're talking about that he's going to be Sting's partner. Are they talking about full gear? The, 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 this, I think tonight they were talking about a trios match where it's going to be yeah. Sting, Darby, and so I mean, Darby wrestling in at, at full gear? That, in, that's been three in years. A, in a trios match, I can see him getting covered more easily. He can, again, go in, do a couple spots, then run back out. Yeah, well, maybe it wasn't really fractured, or maybe it's just a chip or something. I, I don't know. Whatever I think, it is. I think it, it is fractured, off. but I, but they're so – like, I told you this. I told I, – we spoke about this uh, several episodes ago. They're so desperate for talent that they're going to bring these guys back half half injured, 
half concussed Daniel Bryan, John Moxley. Right. Um, all these guys are they're, they're so desperate that they they they're, they're again we're going to get to that. Jeff, I think his last match will be with Darby, and 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 then he can say I put Darby over. Dar- like you said earlier, Darby's already over. Darby's his title run is made him over. Like the guy's already a guy in AEW. And even if he beats Sting, he's a guy, the guy, a guy in AEW. If he doesn't put Darby over for this, and I don't mean to say that Sting is going to win that match, but if he doesn't put Darby over in this, what the hell was the point of the last three years of putting them together? Because Darby didn't need it. Right. And Darby doesn't need to, like, put over Sting on his last match. Like, getting beat by a 60-plus-year-old man at this point is not helping Darby Allen. And there were probably a hundred guys in AEW who would have been elevated by being paired with Sting. So let's talk about that. That's the final thing I want to talk about in this, in this segment of of Sting is if not Darby, then who, who should be the guy that takes the L from, from, uh, for Sting or, 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 or Sting puts over. Who should it be? I don't know. I mean, the problem is, is that, you need someone who is really, really safe. So you're sort of, I mean, you're sort of limited to now Edge or Adam Copeland, Christian, Chris Jericho, you know, MJF, but you're not going to have MJF lose. So, uh, and that seems, I mean, MJF right now has about eight people circling around him uh, for the title, which by the way, is good if they can keep all those those balls going. I mean, I like when lots of people are going after a title. That's interesting. That's something that I think needs to be done more in wrestling, but it's 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 a little bit much to keep track of in some of the stories of Arco. We'll get that. But who should it be? I, if it's not Darby? I, I don't know who it should be. I mean, who's, who's someone that's y- young there? I mean, if Sting's going to lose... I would love for it to be like Swerve, like he's yep. young and should be put over. He'd That's be a good one. one of my first. I mean, Wardlow would be a good choice. Hobbs would be a good choice. Um, I mean, it's got to be someone who's young who who really it would count as a big win, even though he's sixty four years old. Right, right. So those something would be my something that's going to catapult a young star into the main event scene, superstardom. That's something that's teed up i think great for swerve like swerve is is kind of you know on the come up the last several weeks right he's he's doing his thing but mm-hmm. then you Ish. know you 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 feel like he's climbing the ladder and then he takes an l to who was it daniel bryan yeah of course daniel bryan beats everyone why well i well i guess he really always was jealous of his brother-in-law i mean daniel bryan the booker now he, he's he, he seems to have adopted the philosophy that you're elevating people by beating them. He beat Starks three right. times. He beat Swerve. He, I mean, he he, uh, he beat someone else also. You know, he he beat Okada. He beat Zack Saber Jr. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he, he, he's beating everyone during the, the this reign. Um, and you know, I know that this is his allegedly his farewell tour too. But I, I mean, I, I thought it really was about elevating them. Maybe he just feels that just by working with him and getting these long matches, like 
you know, I'm not, I have no interest in seeing Kyle Fletcher, but when Kyle Fletcher and Daniel Bryan wrestle, it's a 20 minute match. It shouldn't be, but it's a 20 minute match. Does he think that's elevating <laughs> Kyle Fletcher? I mean, maybe, but why the fuck do you, why do you elevate Kyle Fletcher? He's, he's one half of a tag team. And even if the, the, the other guy can never get back, Mark Davis, and he's a singles wrestler, Kyle Fletcher is never going to be your star. You already have three dozen people positioned higher than him that probably deserve to be positioned higher than them. And probably a dozen and a half of them, we almost never see. Miro, Andrade, you know, yeah. there, there's names that people have completely forgotten about. I I don't even know if Keith Lee can wrestle and they're just protecting him or it's just weird booking. But if he can wrestle, he's the bum. Is Samoa Joe? I mean, it's, you know, there there are lots of people who should be above that level. Anyway, who should it be? Um, I mean, I'm going to stick if, with those three if it's not Darby. I think Swerve is a great guy to feed Sting to because then that tees up the eventual big match between him and Darby. Yeah. I mean, none of the other pillars worked out. So none of them work out, but Swerve works out. MJF is already a, a made guy. Right. So it doesn't, you know, for maybe to, to keep him happy and be like, listen, we'll feed you Sting if you want to keep her, you know, stay around and, and uh, sign the contract. Because he claims that he's, you know, not signed the contract. Well, it's, a, it's an easy main event for Revolution, where even if there's not much of a story to it, people pretend there's a story to it, and Sting's retirement match, and, you know, you, theoretically, people will buy it, you know, and then if not, there'll be 13 other matches on the card. If You know what? Here's another name that you, you might be shocked to hear, but again, he's one of the four pillars, supposedly, Sammy Guevara. If they can build enough story from here to March to get us to, to actually genuinely believe that Sammy's got a shot and and give us a character for Sammy that we give a fuck about... I can see them feeding Sting to, to Sammy. I but... can see them doing it, but I, I mean, I think Sammy, first of all, he's, he's still on scrambled eggs bearings and he's not right. cleared, but uh, I, I I think Sammy's a lost cause, but how about Malachi Black? That's a great, that's another great one. That's another great one. You know, the air. Malachi the Black air, would be a great person to feed Sting to. The heir to Hulk Hogan or the, or the succession of Hulk Hogan or the discount Hulk Hogan loses to the heir or discount to the undertaker. Right. I think, I think that's a great one, but dark, like it's a waste for Darby. Like, yeah, it, it's fan service. If you give it to Darby, it's fan service. Mm -hmm. And that's what AEW does. But what is it doing for Darby? Darby's already over with those fans. It's not like, Holy shit, this guy did it. He right. beat, he beat his mentor. Right. Or like, if you were going to commit to a guy like Santana, but which you're not going to do, but that would be a huge win for him. But I mean, the, the, this blood feud between him and Ortiz, they've been talking about it for seven weeks only to have a match on Rampage, the least important of their three shows. Rampage? <laughs> right, right, right. Oh my God, they can't even and, fucking and get that right. One and done. Oh, without a doubt, it's one and done. Jeff, come on, this is this is the Tony Khan thing. He's only going to, an hour before, he's going to tweet out, this is a dream match. Like, and and here's another thing. Dream matches. This asshole, Tony Khan, moving on from Sting. Yeah. Dream matches. Mm -hmm. Last week, he promotes a dream match. We got a dream match happening on Collision. 
It was Collision or Rampage, one of those two shitty shows. It was Collision. The dream match happens to be Daniel Bryan versus Andrade El Idolo. Who won that one? On paper, oh, I, I never watched the match. Brian, I didn't need to watch. Brian the match. won again. That's the only guy he beat. That he should have lost. But I, I didn't need to watch the match. You know why, Jeff? Because on uh, in the history books, Jeff, number one on who's buried more Spanish people is the country of Spain. <laughs> number two in the history books is Tony Khan. Ah, okay. Wow. Tony Khan comes number Good two joke. to how many people, how many Spanish people have you buried? Mm-hmm. Tony Khan can't book Spanish people, Latinos. <laughs> no, no, he's, it's horrible. He, he knows how to book them. He, he books them exactly the way he wants to. He books them into the ground is what he books them. Andrade, holy shit. And granted, you know, yeoman's effort. Oh, you, you spent 20 minutes in the ring with Daniel Bryan. Yep. Nobody gives a shit. This is like a tree falling in the goddamn woods. Right. Nobody fucking hears it. Does anybody give a shit? Like, <laughs> and, and it didn't keep people tuning in. To, well, it was the opening match, but it, you know, it didn't keep keep people from Collision to stick around for Battle of the Belts Eight. Just they, well, you know, that that they right. did over a hundred thousand less than than the aggregate for Collision. Right, and then you got you. You're, we're, we'll, we'll move into this next segment where I'm just again, AW continues to be adrift and in full desperation mode again. You get Ric Flair. Like, get, get Ric Flair in here. Well, I want like, to talk about the dream match the night before. Because this okay. is so ridiculous. I mean, on Rampage, okay, so for the crowd, for, you know, Dyna- Rampage is take the same night as Dynamite. So last last Wednesday night, wherever the hell they were, they were somewhere in Texas. I think it was called Rosenberg, Texas. Um, and <laughs> they, they had sold about 2,000 tickets. So then they announced that Mystico would be on the card, who, for those who don't know, is the original Sin Cara. Apparently, he's a big deal in CMLL, which, you know, I didn't even know CMLL was a big deal anymore. Uh, apparently, Rocky Romero, who works with everybody, is the only person. He has a CMLL title, um, and he's the, you know, the New Japan ambassador to the Americas, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? They both have titles. No one's ever heard of those titles. Neither title was on the line. So they announced Mystico. Also, sometime after that, they start having Paul White going out to, to indie shows. They do buy one, mm-hmm. get one free. They reduce the ticket prices to $20, so it's essentially $10 for a ticket. Um, mm-hmm. And Dave Meltzer says, well, they announced those things. They announced Mystico first, and they announced those things afterwards. So it's Mystico that, that that's the one who moved the tickets. Now, I, draw. I assume that, that he doesn't get granular minute-to-minute updates on when tickets are sold in that particular venue. I presume that he gets the same thing we do, which is he follows WrestleTix on X and everywhere else and gets their updates. Their updates tend to be two to four days between them. So mm-hmm. those those tickets are... So we have no idea when those tickets moved, if they were... If it was immediately upon Mystico's uh, announcement or after something else. Plus, I don't even care. Maybe Mystico is a big draw in in that part of Texas. Maybe there's a lot of people of Mexican descent. Maybe a lot of CMLL fans. I I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of history. Maybe it's been a while since he's been up there. Don't know. Don't care. But by the time Dynamite turned over to Rampage, 
the crowd, which was around 4,000, was mostly gone. I mean, maybe there were still 1,400 people in there, probably close to the 900. Anyway, you could tell with your eyes that, that seats that were filled on Wednesday night were not filled on Friday night. And it's only two days, so you actually recognize some of the people who are still in the crowd and, and all that other good stuff. So, like, everyone and their mother is calling, saying a liar that the Mystico is this big draw, like they're invested in it, when clearly most of the paying crowd left. So, obviously, they didn't buy tickets to see Mystico. But the TV audience certainly didn't care because Dynamite, which had an aggregate of 901,000 or something, though, in, in the final quarters, uh, it, it dropped into the 760s. In the five minute overrun, it went back over uh, 800. But that could easily be credited to, I think like young Shelton goes on afterwards. So, you know, it could be people waiting for young Shelton to come on just like the first quarter is always extra good because the big bang theory has a lead in, you know, for those first mm-hmm. five minutes or whatever. Anyway. So rampage, the R- rampages numbers last week, 342,000. So, right. So it, it, so it dropped from 900 or 762, whichever number you want down into the three hundreds immediately. Um, so even if it's went from the 900s down to the 700s, you know, for, for Mystico's showing up, you know, that, that's still a lot of people who decided not to tune in, but it's not because it was Rampage and Rampage didn't start in the 600s. Rampage probably started in the 300s and just got less 300s and Rampage was 65,000 less than it was the week before. And it's like, and it was like, were you there? Then you're lying. No, I'm not lying. I, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the viewership numbers. You, you can go on on demand right now and pull up Dynamite, and go on another TV, another device, and pull up on demand and put on Rampage, and it's the same night, the same building, and you can see there's less people. With bring me, give me the sales tickets, and tell me when. I'm like, you work, and this you in particular is Jim Valley. I'm like, you work at at W O N. You work for Figure Four Line. You have these resources at your disposal. I do not. This, this this is this is absurd. You're, and then the same people are like a couple a few days later. They're saying that the noise is piped in when Dominic comes on that old argument. And people who oh. are there in attendance are saying, "No, it wasn't. It was that loud." Yeah. Well, they're but they're lying out. So you have to be in attendance to be telling the truth when it's their narrative. But even when you're in attendance, if it's not their narrative, you're lying. And it, it's right. the same crowd. It's like it's like it's like the reverse argument, just just different narrative. And you know that that got into a, a big thing. So I saw something today, and this is relatively minor because every argument with mm-hmm. with Jim Valley, who I decided to stop following. Um, Aw, yeah, I, you know I didn't want to do it, but I mean he, he he's like you know you you know when people you know get desperate, they start calling you names and things like that, and they demand things that one could never provide and shouldn't have to. It's like, Uh when you're you're arguing to try to get just to a baseline of truth, it's like like pointless. We all should have learned this in this last seven years. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that's what it's like. So, but it's, when I argue with him, it's really to get to his boss, not boss, because I'm sure he's an independent contractor, whatever. Um, Dave Meltzer. And I don't hate Meltzer. I don't love Meltzer. I don't bash Meltzer. We don't spend a lot of time talking about Meltzer. Um, I don't. I don't view him as important as other people view him. But Dave Meltzer today, somebody tweeted him like, like something nasty, something like saying, 
It's better than the lies that you that you spew all day long, or it's better than listening to the lies that you spew all day long. So Dave, quote, tweeted him and said, well, tell me which full articles you read that you're referring to. Okay, that's a response, but it's not responding to what the guy said. And that's what Dave's been doing lately, because he wants people to subscribe and read the articles. So he thinks that, that these kind of arguments, but it's he's actually changing the subject, but most people aren't smart enough to realize it. Realize it. The guy said, better than listening to the lies you spew. Obviously, the guy listens or has listened to his podcasts. He's And Dave's on podcasts every single day, practically. He's probably on podcasts seven days a week. But I know he's on a podcast five days a week. Um, he obviously wasn't talking about articles. But, you know, obviously the guy's going to say, I didn't read any articles. I didn't waste the money. And they said, well, then, 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 you, then clearly you're the liar. But it's sophistry. He's changing the subject without looking like changing the subject. And, that, and that's, a, that's a tactic. And people use it all the time. And it's cheap. And, it's, and, it's, and, it, and this is just an example of things where they, they get me annoyed. And I quote tweeted, it got absolutely no traction because I think it's too subtle for the average wrestling fan to look at, or, or maybe I'm not important enough. But that, that was just, uh, that's just my little gripe. But I, I just found the whole Mystico thing ridiculous because the viewership numbers and your lion eyes can tell you by watching the same venue, the same arena, the same night just aired on different nights of the week that, that there's two thirds less people or three quarters less people in the building. Listen, I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. Mystico is a draw. Right. And I wasn't in Rosenberg, Texas. And who the hell knew there was a Rosenberg, Texas? <laughs> who, who knew? Who knew? I like that they find like smaller and smaller venues to go to. Like, since <laughs> it's like what they do name name the the city after the the dentist of the town dentist <laughs> they, 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 i think they named the city after the one person that's there <laughs> it's like he's a really good orthodontist what's your name fella my name's rosenberg well congratulations this is now your town yeah and and, and, hey, it's, and it's not like berg like b-u-r-g-h or board no it's b-e-r-g <laughs> Well, listen, we stand with Rosenberg here. We do. The one guy from Rosenberg, Texas, Rosenberg, Texas. Mm -hmm. That's wild. It's going to be in. It's going to be in. in, It's going to be in a trivia. It would have been great if he came in a cotton promo. He said, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, you may think you're the big Jew, but this is Rosenberg and I'm Rosenberg. (laughs) This is my city. Don't calm down, everybody. Jeff can make that joke. He's Jewish, right, Jeff? Yeah, I'm Jewishish. Jewishish. <laughs> um, what else we got? Yeah, like lot, lots of desperation from AEW lately. Like again, uh, the Mystico's the draw. He's giving away tickets. They just got Kenny Omega versus MJF this Saturday night on Collision. They they're for the next pay per view. MJF has accepted a tag team title shot for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships against the Kingdom, where he's going to wrestle alone because Adam Cole had you know surgery to both ankles somehow, <laughs> um, and he's going to be wrestling Jay White for the Triple B on the same card. I mean, talk about desperation. The, the guy, the guy who his whole gimmick was, I work as infrequently as I have to. I'm I'm smart. Now is taking his second two-on-one tag team match and work double duty 
on two pay-per-views in in a row or two pay-per-views and he's accepting and he just did the 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 diamond ring match where he beat Juice Robinson uh, by using the diamond ring and cheating which is fine um and accepted a title match against Kenny Omega for, for Saturday night meanwhile he's agreed to a uh, like a four man match bullet club gold against him and any three members and he's rejected Roddy's strong in the kingdom, which isn't the, the the dumbest thing to do. He's rejected the acclaim, which is probably temporary. But you know, we we we, we you know we don't hear the people who are who are challenging, who are interested in challenging MJF right now. Whoever the devil is and the devil's crew, though the crew doesn't seem to run; it's just the devil. Jay mm-hmm. White and Blue Bull Cup Hangman Page. Go ahead. Wardlow, Kenny Omega, Push. Mm-hmm. Max Caster in a strange sort of weird way. Mm-hmm. Roderick Strong in the kingdom in their own sort of weird way, and Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. These are all the people but, that MJF is in a story with right now. Oh, you forgot one. I just I just read one uh, off of uh, Dave Meltzer's Twitter. It's uh, Rosenberg from were, Texas. Were you there? Unless you were there. <laughs> I was there Rosenberg. Which which of my articles did you read that in? Because if you didn't read in one of my articles, you, the have, first no, you have no integrity. The last one. Um Jeff, do you think like MJF, like, I understand that he's young and they gave him the title and he's, you know, again, probably the biggest star that AEW has right now. Without question. Um, Do you think like he's, because he's so young and he's been given the keys to the kingdom, do you think that there's a certain naivete that comes with that? Like, should your marquee champion... And also, whatever you want to dignify Kenny Omega as, you know, top star, one of the top guys, should these guys really be fighting in a match with minimal build? I'll I'll, I'll give them that benefit of the doubt. Minimal build to wrestle in a match on what is arguably now either the B show or the C show for AEW. Do you think if the, let's, let's, let's use this analogy. When Hogan, Macho Man, Flair, all these guys were on WCW and WCW branched out to have a second show, Thursday Thunder. Thunder was booked to be supposedly better than Nitro. And at first it started out hot, but then like guys realized the ratings weren't there. And then you started seeing it turned into the D list show very quickly. Hogan didn't want to be on it. None of the main guys wanted to be on it. Should MJF at this point in his career. Pull some sort of creative control stunt, like, like a Hogan would and be like, yeah, Tony. Collision ain't gonna work for me, dog. I'm gonna say no. He shouldn't, and the reason is I don't think anybody should. I don't, I don't think any talent should have creative control. Creative control is is death in wrestling. Um, it, it only leads to bad things, except for the particular wrestler who. who it only benefits that particular wrestler. Uh, I also think that the bidding war of 2024 has been a storyline for a long time. I think that. That sometime after they, when MJF 
first came back after that three months where he was off while Wardlow had a brief amount of time where he was actually a star. Um, MJF did not sign a contract, but he got, you know, he went from whatever, getting $170,000 a year or something like that to getting $2 million a year. But I think since then, I've said it before, I think that he, I think that he signed an extension, big money extension. I think he probably is, is signed until 2027 or 2028 or whatever it is. And I, and so he has now signed his career with this company and he smells the same. He smells what the rock is cooking or more, or more likely what the Zaslav is cooking or not cooking and not cooking a big TV renewal deal for AEW. And it's, we've we already mentioned how silent it's been, but they've been struggling in ratings. They've been struggling in viewership. They've been struggling mm-hmm. to put asses in seats and those visuals mm-hmm. are bad. And obviously Tony does not like the idea of, of admitting the defeat and he does not want to rent venues that are 3000 seat venues, 4,500 seat venues. He wants to go in these, in these college, uh, you know, division a college basketball arenas. He wants to go in the, in the hockey arenas, major league basketball. He wants to, he wants to go in the, in the 12 to 20,000 seat venues. He wants, he wants it to be mm-hmm. a big show feel. So he needs to sell tickets and you need to sell at least four or 5,000 tickets to be able to cover, you know, enough of the bottom bowl so that you can, so that your camera doesn't catch too much. This embarrassing. And right. That's what he's, that's what I think he's doing. And MJF is doing what Moxley did last year. He's, I'm going to put, I'm the face of the company. I'm going to put the company on the back, which is what the guy should do. And if he thinks he is the guy and he is the guy, um, I think he's. I think you do whatever you have to do to do it. Now, I think that these Ring of Honor tag team things, two on a pay per view, it's stupid. People are going to pay the pay per view to see MJF. If the Ring of Honor, you know, at least the one where we weren't sure about Cole and MJF if they were friends or foes, at least there was some intrigue with that. That's gone. Right it's gone now. So that's that's stupid. But I think that he's he's doing whatever he can because it's not just yes, boss. It's I think he sees. I think he sees himself now the way CM Punk saw himself with Collision. It's me. You know, this this is about me now. So that's what I think. I think that he was sold that, but Collision's not his show, and he should just let it like die by the wayside. Just stick on Dynamite, play your strong suit, and and you're not going to change. They can't. He's they're, they're they're MJ. MJF is is fighting an uphill battle if he thinks he's going to be the guy that's going to save Collision on Saturday he's night. Not trying to save or Collision. even Rampage for that matter. He's not trying to this save is, Collision. He's trying to. I get, think he is, Jeff. No, why book? Why he's trying to get Tony Khan TV is booking. Con. Let me. No, Tony Khan is booking Omega versus MJF to to spike a rating, and right. it's not going to work. It, it might, and it then that won't. tarnishes, and then Jeff. Sorry to cut you off. I'll, I'll let you speak right here. And then when that doesn't work, when Omega and MJF doesn't draw, that's egg on your champion's face. Right. That that part is true. By the way, when when Mystico came out and Rocky Romero came out, neither one of them got any reaction whatsoever. Uh, so more bearing of those two guys, especially Mystico. Um, well, the, the 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 cheers were in Spanish. That's why you didn't oh, hear them. I didn't. I was there. There were no subtitles for the cheers, though. So that's 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 why you missed them. Production. Error. Okay. <laughs> that's right. No, I I I think that that 
everyone in this in the promotion thinks all of these shows are tied together, including Battle of the Belts, and they all need to that they that any sort of renewal that doesn't include all three shows, Battle of the Belts, they can probably sacrifice is going to be seen as a, some defeat, some hit to the ego. They'd probably be better off just giving up one of the shows, uh, probably Rampage, and moving Collision to, I don't know, Thursday nights or, you know, or, or something, but whatever. Um, I, I, I think that they all believe that the TV contract is tied to all the shows. Um, I, you know, they're still... Absolutely no news on what their increase was from Collision. The absence of Tony crowing about the news means one of two things. One, well, one of three things. One, I was right, and he's paying for the time, and the source that told mm-hmm. me that is correct, which is, I mean, never, people think it's so absurd. There's plenty of things that buy TV time even now. I mean, you ever heard of an infomercial? Um, that there's just, that there's a more generous ad split for WBD during the collision time. Um, so they make money because they don't have to split the ad revenue. Um, and so it's not paid for time, but it's, it's given time and they get more ad revenue split from it. So even if the ad revenue, even if the rate is similar or even a little bit less, it still comes out to be more because instead of splitting 50 50, they're getting 80% or 65%, whatever. Um, and then there's option number three, uh, which is that they are getting paid something for collision, but it's so little that it's embarrassing and they wouldn't want to come out. So it was like they got $6 million more million a year for collision. Their $45 million a year contract went up to $50 million. That that would be so, it's so low that it would, they would, it would, it would almost be worse than saying I bought the time because I bought the time is like a flex. I, I could, I could give, $30 million to get my show on TV, but only getting $5 million now when you're trying to renew a contract, it's like now people are imputing what the value of two hours of your TV is and, and your big TV renewal, it's admitting it ain't going to be a big renewal. So um, so I don't know which of those is, well, the second one is certainly the, the least bad. So I don't know which is worse, option one, option three. But I, so I, I don't think that the, that the talent in the company knows that. I think Tony keeps that stuff to himself. And so I think they think it's all a package deal and WBD wants it. I think they believe the CM Punk, as much as they don't like CM Punk, I think they believe that that when he said that, that Dave Zaslav wanted CM Punk and wanted a collision, I think they believe that. I think, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. All I know is like, they've been taken a, ton of l's when it comes to these shows oh yeah and i mean they were and, throwing and, today about that they had like that they had like 5200 tickets sold now i don't know how many will buy one get one free or how many were comped or you know if there was a ticket price reduction i don't know about any of that stuff i'm sure they'll trickle it but they got more than five thousand people great can you imagine this promotion four and a half years ago the people crowing about getting 5,200 people in Philadelphia, which might be the best wrestling city in the United States, but it's definitely top three. I mean, New York, right. Philly, and Chicago are probably the top three wrestling cities in the United States. Um, and Rosenberg. And, 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 I keep forgetting Rosenberg. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I mean, it's right next to Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi. So um, That's Rosenberg right. can view his handiwork. Um, That's right. So, Eddie. Anyway, so... Uh, 
Uh, I don't know why I'm telling these jokes. Israel's a war idiot. Uh, so anyway, um, I'm as bad as MJF and Juice Robinson. I'm, I'm both of them. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but you know, we were hearing four and a half years ago, just wait till they tour and they go to every city after a year. And then when they were out of tour, they're not touring anymore. Well, I mean, whenever they do the show, they're, they're going to a different city, but people were saying, just wait until they go into every live market. They're going to make new fans. And, you know, when they sold out the first show in in Washington, DC, and there were 18,000 people legit there. I mean, listen, in, in four and a half years, those, those fans would have thought that AEW was selling every place out. Every show would be like the Wembley show. Um, and one day that book will be written too. But every show is going to be like to, to be crowing about five thousand people showing up at at uh, a, the flagship show, as well as Rampage and probably taping some Ring of Honors or some other shit there mm-hmm. as well. And you're getting five thousand in a in a seventeen thousand seat building in Philadelphia. That's that's not an accomplishment, but it is for them now. You know, Saturday, I don't know where they're going to be. Um, but, you know, but if, if you look at WrestleTix, you can probably see where they're going to be and how many tickets they sold as of last time WrestleTix popped something. And I'm sure that the numbers aren't very good. And I guess they figure that, that people want to see Kenny Omega versus MJF. And that's a pretty good match. But, you know, MJF ain't losing anything. You know that Bullet Club Gold's going to get involved. And so it's probably going to end up being MJF, Omega, and the Bucks you know, you know, four and four against Bullet Club Gold, um, you know, which may turn into another acclaimed, you know, heel turn or something. I don't know, but whatever, you know. Um, But, you know, so you know it's probably going to be a schmoz. It's, you know, but if it's a... Yep. But whatever it is. Yeah, a schmoz or or some sort of adjacent fuck finish. If you are all this Adam Cole shit star, people ask me, who do you think MJF... It's just his run was sort of middling. It was sort of it was sort of stumbling around. It, it you know it wasn't clear he was the guy. It is now. I mean, somehow it's managed to work out um, by hook or by crook. But people ask me who who should he wrestle if he wants to establish himself as the guy? Like, frankly, he should. He needs to wrestle Omega. He needs to beat Omega. If you beat Omega, you are now the man in AEW. That's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to beat Omega. Uh, well, I mean, there's going to be not a clean. Pause. There's going there's going to be right, a right, 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 right. Jeff, the last thing I want to talk about AW is adjacent to what we've been discussing the last like 20, 30 minutes. And that's the fact that they've been taking L's and L's and L's. And I know you talked about this with Ron, but this, this uh impact wrestling TNA now, they they I you know, I don't know if you know this, Jeff. Of course mm-hmm. you do. You you do the news. Mm-hmm. Uh Impact Wrestling now identifies as TNA. Well, they they will re-identify as TNA come January 1st, 2024. That's right. Happy New so, Year. Happy New Year. The New Year knew you. They took it seriously. Yep. But Jeff, TNA announces that this, and I'm just going to use TNA. I don't want to kind of, TNA Impact, TNA. TNA announces this deal with the CW. No, that's NWA. Oh, that's NWA. It's even fucking worse for fucking uh, these guys in 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 AEW. NWA announces that um, they've got this deal with CW. Yeah. Now I know it's not weekly wrestling. It's supposed to be kind of like what Al Snow and 
the new Ohio Valley Wrestling is show is on on Netflix, right? It's supposed to be like a reality based show. No, no, no. There, it's week. There's going to be two shows. One is a behind the scenes, like like okay. AW All Access was supposed to be, and the other is going to be a weekly wrestling show. Now they're oh, get they're, out. they're still going to do those three or four day tapings where they tape an entire season and they have a pay per view just like they do now. But that's the same thing that Impact does now also. Same thing. And this is in prime time. Well, we don't know what time it's going to be. See, we don't know. Saturday at 3 p.m. Well, we we don't know if it's going to be something that's simulcast on all CW networks at the same time. We don't know if it's something that's going to be syndicated uh, Mm -hmm. like WOW or like Ring of Honor was for all those years. Um, All CW networks are not owned by the same people. Like here in Baltimore, the people who own the Fox station which is Sinclair, also own the CW station, which is also Sinclair. I think they have some options on what to run and what not to run in certain times. And since all of the, most of the CW shows that I'm aware of, like all the DC comic shows and all like the Supernatural Vampire Diaries and Riverdales and things like that, I think they're gone. I mean, I, I don't watch the CW, but I think most of like the young adult teen, you know, dramas are, are sort of, gone the way of the dodo there may be more freedom but i don't know details are forthcoming hopefully it will be a simulcast it will be on all or most cw networks the same day of the week the same time whether they rerun it or not is up to them and and hopefully the the reality show will be as well then you can set your dvr and you know watch it i'd be because nwa immediately becomes the number three promotion just by being on national tv i mean the cw People right. who don't have cable have the CW. It's one of the five networks that you can get with, you know, if you still have antennas. Yeah, and I think that's huge news. And I think, again, if, and they're all big ifs, if this show is going to be on a set day, on a set time, and CW is going to promote this full force, again, I don't give a shit if it's at WWE superstars old time slot Saturdays at 12 p.m. <laughs> like it worked for Vince. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, this was the 80s and the 90s, but that set station, Fox, Saturdays, 12 p.m., everybody knew. All the kids that started watching that after Saturday morning cartoons followed through as they grew, grew up and became teenagers and eventually ended up to be that. WWE attitude crowd. Well, look at you now. And look at us now, Jeff. Look at us. Well, yeah. Look at me. And now look at you. (laughs) Jeff, this is huge news for NWA. Yeah, no, it's... And this is big news. Me, Mr. Cynic, Mr. Skeptic. No no matter how it shakes out, this is huge news for, for NWA. And it's horrible news for AEW because if AEW doesn't have a a bag of money at the door with WB Discovery and by his own admission Tony Khan on these press scrums has now started throwing Zaslov WB Discovery under the bus with yeah they haven't really kind of I don't know what they're waiting for but right there in live TV he goes I'll take a penny or two to stay here I'm really loyal I really want to be here forever (laughs) right Right. Why is he not getting the WB deal? What is he, an idiot? Yes, he's an idiot. 
I mean, his his best bet, it's his ridiculous. best his best hope at this point is that uh-huh. W is that Warner Bros. Discovery doesn't get any NW NBA, and as such, they decide then to that it's important to keep this type of live or semi live television, even though wrestling doesn't play the way other live sports does. It just doesn't. It's just it's not the same and. And it doesn't it's because everybody looks at it like some again, unless it's WWE because it's a different brand, even WWE, it doesn't play the no, no, because WWE has been able to stay on network TV with SmackDown throughout the last 20 years. Yeah, but they're, they're... everything other than WWE has been looked at and shunned as carny garbage. No, you're crazy. People, everyone looks at wrestling. Anyone who's not looking at wrestling looks at all wrestling as garbage. They only know WWE because it's the biggest, but they still think it's garbage. Now, I mean, you you know exactly. You could you could not watch an episode of Raw or SmackDown, and you could have a pretty good idea as to when all the commercial breaks are going to be going in. You know, in in the minutes, and and you'd be probably eighty five percent right. It just it just doesn't track the same. Anyway, it, that's not important. It's, NWA immediately becomes a number three promotion. Uh, yeah, are they a threat for number two? Maybe I doubt it, but possibly. Who knows? I mean, I don't know how much money yeah, Billy's going to get. Some better, you know, some new talent or some more names and do something about it. it could be interesting. He, uh, you know, he's saying all the right things. He's saying, I'm not trying to compete with anyone. I'm not going to say anything bad about WWE. They've always been good to me. He's talked about wanting a working relationship with them. Yep. Um, yeah. he, he's he's belittling Meltzer say, listen, I, you know, he, he keeps reporting things he's never asked me once. Um, you know, he's 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 saying all, all the things to the alternative, alternative wrestling fans, like the people who are not so mm-hmm. die in the wool. AW. So, you know, that that's what he's going for, more of the old school wrestling fans. But he's also trying to appeal to WWE fans. And, you know, we'll see. But the story this week was TNA rebranding. And the thing that cracks me up about this is that the internet went wild. Like, even some of the smarter accounts were like, oh my God, this is a game changer. They're going to be number two. What the hell are all of you talking about? First of all, TNA is the butt of jokes, still is the butt of jokes. If I type LOL onto my phone, it it completes the sentence with TNA at the back of it. It never real impact never really caught on. People still call it TNA, um, you know, everywhere. Uh, but forget about that. Let's say it was a great new rebranding, big name, all that ex- exciting stuff. It's not moving. You know, people like maybe it's a new big TV deal. No, you idiots. It's not going to get a new TV deal. It's not going to get a better TV contract because it's owned by the TV network. It is an asset of that TV network. They're not. Get, it's. It doesn't get a TV contract. It gets a budget. It, 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 it's like saying, you know what, Big Mac should really see if it can be sold at Burger King and and Wendy's also. No, Big Mac it, it is not a free agent. Big Mac is on the McDonald's menu. I mean, this this is a, so TNA will still be on Axis. Axis will still be on forty four million cable networks as opposed to the Turners, which are like seventy eight to eighty million, and USA, which is like on seventy six to eighty million or whatever. Um, it's still going to have the same people, the same bookers, the same talent. For God's sake, PCO, who gave his notice a month ago, just resigned because I'm sure nobody was interested. Their their big free agent signing of the week was Sonny Kiss, uh, who was released. What are they going to uh, 
hire Arn Anderson and Brock Anderson now because uh, Brock Anderson was removed from the AW list. Apparently, Arn Anderson was not resigned last August. Nobody bothered to report it until now. So bring the Andersons in. I mean, it it's the same talent. It there's like the six sided ring. Everyone's like, we're not bringing the six sided ring, but everything's the same. The budget is basically the same. I mean, maybe they get a, a, a strong increase. I, I mean, isn't isn't all wrestling like an X division now? I mean, a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, but there's nothing that's going to change about TNA. So yes, this was pre-announcement, but let let's remind the world that when TNA, I'm sorry, Impact did its Impact 1000, two episodes brought back all the old, you know. Brought back Awesome Kong, Gal Kim, the Dudleys. They did over two weeks all the nostalgia. I think they even called it TNA 1000 because they were doing nostalgia. Maybe it was a soft, uh, what do they call it, soft launch uh, of this. Mm-hmm. Um, their ratings went down. The week after went up to 129,000. Then it went back down. I, I, I reported last week's, uh, you know, last week's being three weeks ago. Yeah, 104,000. Well, this past, this past Thursday night, um, 77,000. So, like, tomorrow, the, the 26th will be the first Impact episode after the announcement of TNA. We'll see if that does anything, but it's, it isn't TNA until January. I mean, but still, 77,000. This is a steady decline, and so that's down 27,000 from the week before, and their demo is 0.01. In contrast, Raw, their demo... And their number wasn't very good this week. It was 1.476 million, down 7,000 from the week before. Yes, I know they against both Monday Night Football and baseball playoffs. Got it. But their demo was like 0.46, 0.47, something like that. Um, so 0.01. There is nothing smaller than 0.01. It, it it doesn't it doesn't go lower than that. So those of you who think the demo is so important, I mean. I don't know who you are because the people who are watching are too old to use Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there like a, a line in in Animal House where he's like the the print the dean is like zero point zero yeah. Yeah. zero point zero fat drunken stupid is no way to go through life. <laughs> that's right. That's what this. That's what that reminds me of. Yeah, it, yeah. zero. It should Point remind you of that. Zero. Uh, so this this whole hysteria. That's my rant about TNA because this whole this whole ridiculousness about the rebranding as if like even in the heyday of TNA five, six years ago, there was still three hundred and thirty thousand people were, were watching. They would love that now, but still, I mean, I was just making fun of Rampage for three hundred and forty two thousand and Battle of the Belts eight for three hundred and ninety seven thousand. TNA six years ago would would have loved those numbers. They're doing three thirty when 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 they had Tessa Blanchard and Brian Cage as the champion, they, they were doing between 175 and 225. I remember distinctly when Kenny Omega debuted there, uh, it spiked it up from like the 170s or 190s to 233. That was the high. By the time Kenny Omega left uh, and Christian took over, it was down to 133. So Kenny Omega gave back. And it's been, you know, it's been a couple times where it's gone up to 150s. You know, but most of the time it's been steadily going down, hovering between 100 and 133. But 
not uncommon dropping into the 90s and and below. I mean, I think 77,000 is, I think there was one 76,000 or like the year in review show might have done like 50 something, but 77,000 is, that was the go home show to Bound for Glory, by the way. And a lot of people went home. (laughs) Jeff, you remember what, what, when TNA peaked in ratings happened within like the last, what was it, five years ago? Well, when it peaked in ratings was was when Hogan and Flair and Bischoff were there. That's like no, no. They had like two million people. No, they peaked. um, Well, they claimed that when Tessa was fighting, uh, what's his face? Oh my God, what's this guy's name? He just left TNA. No, he just left TNA. Um, he, he used to be in NXT, and then he left. For TNA. Who's Sammy Callahan? Sammy Callahan. Remember Tessa was doing a... Well, he hasn't uh, necessarily left. He's a free agent. She was... <laughs> oh, so he hasn't left just like T- T- PCO hasn't left? Right. I mean, he. You know, <laughs> they were saying WWE's interested. God forbid. He was seen backstage at an AEW event. I mean... It, it, I mean, you know, was everyone uh, else. Sammy Callahan and, and John Moxley are best friends. I, why? How do I know this? Right. Why do I know right. this? How many it's best like, friends does best John friends. Moxley have? I mean, is that Eddie Kingston's uh, best Yeah, supposedly. And uh, I mean, look, look at what happens with his best friends. What he does to his best friends. Well, um, he does worse to himself. So. Uh, anyway, this not, is true. Not worry, but no, they're, 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 they, I mean, their peak was years and years. They need to bring back Tessa is what I'm getting at, right? Oh, God. <laughs> like if, women, women's wrestling doesn't do jack shit but when tessa was the, their champion of the world they they were doing twice as good as they're doing now right I'm, I'm probably more than twice now at yeah. this point i mean yeah. if you're saying 76 is the the bar now yeah versus an average of 175 yeah it is more than twice wow i don't know if 77 um, is the bar though but uh i mean but it is the most recent number we have <laughs> so yeah and apparently, Jeff, let's, let's, apparently, forty yeah. four hundred people bought Slammiversary. Around forty four hundred, which of course probably means you know forty two hundred. But they're crowing about that. That's, that's not good. No, no, that's not a lot no. of people, and that's their WrestleMania. So Bound for Glory probably did you know the what their other average shows do, and we already know that their average shows do you know nine hundred to eleven hundred pay per view buys, if that. Oh. Sad. Jeff, let's move on to 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 happier news. Okay. The land where all booking makes sense. Oh, okay. That's right. And everything is entertaining. Let's talk about WWE. Oh, I thought you were talking about MLW. Okay. What? <laughs> I, I don't have no idea. I, haven't, I, I stopped watching MLW. I stuck to it. Though. I know Cardona's there and uh, Selena de la Renz is back. Ah, it's about time. Um... All right, let's talk about Crown Jewel 2023 is about a week or so away. Uh, depends on when you're listening to this podcast. Um, the The card is starting to shape up. Um, right now, as it stands, there are five matches on the card. Jeff, and um, let's go through them. And as we go through them, we'll talk about the builds for these matches. Okay. We'll start with the... Uh, what do they call him? The workhorse champion, the WWE champion, Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. Seth freaking Rollins right. versus Drew McIntyre. Okay. Good match. Uh, um, 
good match. I think it'll be a great match. However, the build to it, meh. The build to it, Seth is meh, but Drew's build as to his character, I think this is the best character work of his career. Really? You you think this slow burn to heel turn is actually working for him? Yes. Okay. I think some people might find it boring. Um, maybe a little bit predictable, but I I think it would I I think it would have worked better without Seth being the guy. Well, that's because Seth is supposed to be a face, but he's so unlikable. Right. Do you think that there's any chance? Again, Drew is on the come up. They keep building this story about Seth and the back. I know about your back. Um, if there's any person besides Gunther, I hate Gunther, to take this title away from Seth, it's got to be Drew, right? I mean, or Pete uh, Priest cashing in. Pete Dunn? No, not Pete Dunn. Damien Priest with the, with the Senor, Mr. Senor Money in the Bank. Uh, oh, okay. dinero in la what, what's bank banco? That's right. Yeah. Uh, so or in el banco. Um, yeah, no, I, I you know listen. If Seth's back really is bad, then sure it makes perfect sense. But you know, every time they use Seth's back as a story, you know he's not going to lose. <laughs> they just should, should stop saying. I was surprised that um, he what's his name didn't cash in. At the last pay-per-view, Nakamura. what was it, Payback? Priest after the Nakamura Nak- last man standing match. That match was brutal. It was great. Right. Then, I loved it. But He absolutely should have cashed in. And the, 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 you know, the, the, this is how you know it's scripted. Yeah, I, that's that's when he should have cashed in, but he didn't. And I was you like, can't say the land where all booking makes sense. And the second point you bring up is booking that doesn't make sense. Well, listen, anything can happen. But the guy the, the guy chose anything not to cash in. Maybe he WWE. was... That's right. Such as it's predictable. Everybody predicted that Damien was cashing in. I saw one uh, jabron in a in a wrestling chat room was like, "This, I guarantee this is going to happen. I'm going to, I'll leave if it doesn't." And the guy's still in there. Yeah, I I remember when that happened in the Solid Monsters group. This this guy always either said, "I'm going to leave," and then like everyone would tag him and say, "Leave." (laughs) Leave, go, and he wouldn't go. Right. Eventually, he was like sort of bullied no. out of the place. No, yeah, I can't I, remember I the guy's name. He's an admin now. That's, that's, <laughs> that's right. He's probably yeah. That's when people still like me. Oh, he's he's a moderator now. <laughs> Head moderator. Right? Um. Okay. Oh, who do you have winning this? Guy, match? Wasn't the guy? Wasn't his name like Stacy Richardson or something? Like the name, like you know. He, I can't remember. I, I don't remember any of these uh, mental midgets. Are you, are you? What are you? I, I got more important things to remember. Like, All right. what are the names of my kids? And, you know. Are they my kids? Did TNA or NWA sign a, D, D, a TV deal with CW? Right. All right. Fair enough. Who's winning this match, Jeff? Seth freaking Rollins or Drew McIntyre? I, I think Seth holds on to the belt. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to pick Drew. Okay. It's fine. All right, second match here on the card. We got Rhea Ripley. She's the champion versus Nia Jax. Nia Jax, Monday Night Raw, wearing white. 
Any thoughts on her white attire? Um, everything about Nia Jax Monday night was Shafir-esque, as in Marina Shafir. No, please don't st- stop but, it. She's better than that. She's not, I are the problem. I'm your problem. That's what it was. Didn't she ask everyone the same nope. question? She wants me to crush you for her. Yeah, but that's more kind of like um, old vaudevillain villain is villainy is what that is. Like, yeah, see? Yeah, I'm working for her now, see? <laughs> Jimmy Cadman, no, I... <laughs> I, listen, I didn't say it was Marina Shafir. I said it was Shafir-esque. Oh, oh, nothing can be that bad. So yeah, so we got um, so yeah, Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler versus Zoe Stark versus Raquel Rodriguez. Like everybody's beating up everybody. Right. I like that. The knock on Rhea has been that she hasn't been defending this championship. Mm-hmm. So what better way? to offset all of that by throwing six people or at this point, four people at her. Right. And I think Shayna's, you know, they're carrying on with the build that she was given after Rhonda. Right. And then two of them are going to have a case that they, that they had the uh, Rhea beat, but they didn't because of, you know, some shenanigans, whether it's Dom or one of the other women or, or JD McDonough runs in there with his stupid hair and they think he's a woman for a while. Um, Rhea's walking out with this belt. Okay. All right. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that it's going to be anything different. I mean, then I, this I is, presume Zoe Starks is the one that eats the pen. This is the only match on the card. Oh, the women's match mm-hmm. on the card. Anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you two questions mm-hmm. here. Anyway, that Jade gets added to this match. No. Because the crown prince wants Jade Car- Cargill. No. Number two, is there any way that they show Jade Cargill on this and she doesn't leave Saudi Arabia because she then becomes the queen of Saudi Arabia? There, I, I absolutely think that she will take the trip and she will be showcased. And... I'm not. I know that she has kids. I don't know about what her marital status is. I think she's married to a baseball player or something. But she, yeah, Brandon Phillips. But I mean, that marriage is not recognized in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and in the kingdom, the monarchy can make their own rules, and they can say you're divorced and you're single here. And, and yes, I think I think there's a pretty good chance that she will become a whatever the female version of an emir is. She'll become a shimir. She'll be. She'll get. A, she'll get a shimaret. And uh, yeah, yeah, she'll be the jade. Yeah, she she will be a a queen or a, a crown princess or something like that. Yeah, I think there's a very good chance of that. I mean, I mean, I know that Carl Anderson was really worried, but Jade should be worried about kidnapping. I mean, she should worry about. I mean, this. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is could be like a Borat and Pamela Lee kind of situation. Cool. I'm sorry, I didn't hear this this story. Carl Anderson is worried about getting kidnapped. Who's kidnapping Carl Anderson? Do you remember when they went to Saudi Arabia? Carl Anderson was the one that was texting his wife and started that whole fervor that that there's men with automatic <laughs> weapons there and we're being held hostage. I mean, Vince yeah, McMahon's right. arguing. Meanwhile, Vince McMahon was on a different jet that left two hours earlier. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, Carl Anderson is just Mustafa Ali without hair and, and a worse beard. Right, right. Okay. Um... All right, let's go. Another title match. You got Logan Paul, mm-hmm. internet sensation, internet. WWE superstar, 
by his own uh, right. acclaim. Right. Leading us to believe that he's full-time. He's full-time, and he wants the United States Championship from Rey Mysterio. Right. Rey Mysterio loses this title to Logan Paul here, right? I don't think so. What? I don't think so. I think Rey loses this title. I mean, I think there might be a... I mean, Logan Paul is not full-time WWE. Um, I would love it. I think... I, I, I mean, Ray is just absurdly small. Logan Paul is great at this. Um, I, I just... No, I don't see it. I don't... I don't... I don't. They're not going to have Logan Paul take... What is it now? This is going to be his second L in a row? or No, third, right? I think he's only won one singles match. He won... One right. Match they need to feed him a match. win. I don't think he cares as long as he gets paid. I think what no. I think what'll happen is that he might get a win, but not that, like the like Santos Escobar will come will try to help Ray, but it'll be boobery and it'll get Ray disqualified. Okay. All right. Interesting. So Logan Paul doesn't win the title, but he does win the match. That's what I'm leaning at right now. But remember, there's going to be a show next week. I don't know if I'm going to be on Hammerlock Hangover next week or if it's it's you and Ron. But uh, you know, right? You know, so I'm not locking in these predictions yet. But right now, I just don't see Logan Paul winning. I mean, then again, they could hot shot it. You know, so even if he's not, you know, full time. But uh, no, I, I I think that Ray holds on to the title. All right, I think Logan Paul wins this match. I it think he would becomes be a new champion if he didn't, and then Dominic can you know laugh at him. You know they'd all laugh at him. I have a title, you don't have a title, and I was a North American title. I was the champion of a continent. You're just the United States. I I I was already <laughs> you know ahead of you. I think it just makes sense because of the fact that like it'll make ESPN news. You know, right off the bat, you got a big spectacle. Here's a big international event, Saudi Arabia. Logan Paul is the new United States champion. I just feel like it writes itself. It does. And and you're right. In, in wrestling, they always love going for that. And I will say it till the day I die. It never makes a difference for wrestling. It doesn't matter. All right. Uh, two more matches left. Cody Rhodes. Again, as of this recording, Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest. I mean, I don't think you can have Cody lose. Certainly not clean. Damian already has the 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 briefcase, so I, you know I'm going to go with Cody. I think you're right. If Cody can win, but Damian, um... plus they're going to turn Damian Priest face. You know, oh, you think so? Yeah, one, I don't one. think so. Around the same time, they turn Drew, and yeah, they're going to kick him out of Judgment Day, and you know, and you know, my QAcon is that uh, Randy Orton replaces him in Judgment Day. Really, that makes no sense. Um, maybe all right. Last match for right now. Again, probably more coming, but Roman Reigns, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion versus everybody's modern day hero LA Knight. Yeah, it's going to be a sad one, but uh, uh, you know, there's there's no way LA Knight is walking out of there with the title. Do you think if he loses, if LA Knight loses this match, I'm going to ask you this question before the internet blows it up. If LA Knight loses, is he buried? No, 
no. It's he's gonna he's gonna he's not gonna lose clean. He's gonna lose it through you know the involvement of one or two Usos, uh, you know, if, if not other things. So no, it's not gonna be. He'll he'll have thirty two clean losses. Did did it bury Cody? Did it bury Jay? Did it, did it bury KO? Did it bury uh, Sami Zayn? No, no, and they won't. It'll, if the crowd wants to be behind someone, they're going to be behind them. And no, no, it's not. I mean, he, he shouldn't be getting the title this quickly. No one should be getting the title from Roman right now. Hmm. Okay. I, I really don't think that LA Knight is winning either, but I can see Roman winning clean without any boobery. Oh, no. I think some stuff might happen after the fact, but there'll be, be boobery. <laughs> the extent of the boobery can, is, is, you know, can, is, is just the question. You can definitely guarantee, you know, Bianca. So I'm looking at this crown jewel. So that's the crown jewel matches again that I find on the matches on Wikipedia. More can be added, more can be adjusted, changed. On the poster, you have John Cena, but yet there's no work here for John Cena. Well, Actor's still on strike. Well, J- John Cena could be against Solo. It could also be that. That mm. solo, in, that John Cena is there to you know chase away Jimmy Uso or something, and then Solo comes out and like you know throat punches him the small and spike, and L.A. Knight goes out to save him, and then he realizes that that there's a you know there's it's almost a ten count. He runs back in and he runs right into a spear. I think that's what's going to happen. Cena is going to cost L.A. Knight the match, leading to L.A. Knight versus John Cena. Yeah, you, you're really dying for that match, uh, the LA Knight versus John Cena match. But, okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Still, still pulling for that. Hey, that's fine. Um, but Cena okay. against Solo could be a match that they could easily add to this card. Um, Bianca versus um, Bailey is one that people are talking about. Okay. Before we get to Bianca versus Bailey, um, Cena versus Solo. We talked earlier in the show about, you know, paying it forward, putting somebody over. John Cena, for the tail end of the last three, four years of his career, he's been now putting everybody over. Put Roman over, put uh, Austin Theory over. Mm -hmm. Debatable of whether he's capitalized on that win um, or not. This match is intriguing to me because... Solo, I think, John Cena needs a win. Again, he's very much like Logan Paul. He's taken L after L after L the last several times we've seen him in the ring. Mm -hmm. And Solo, I don't think Solo needs John Cena to be put over as a legit threat. The guy's already, like, reached, I don't know, like, Haku level of, of badassery in the bloodline. I don't think he needs John Cena... Uh, as a notch in his belt, what do you think? I mean, neither one of them needs it. I think Solo needs it more because I think right now he's he's had a great first year on the main roster, and and it is just over a year. So whatever Clash of the Castle was, it was sort of his uh, debut, and I think that was late summer or early fall right. last year. So it's probably thirteen or fourteen months on the main roster, but he's already in danger of being the Haku. Badassery, but never wins matches. And I think that's a mistake at this stage of his career. Um, 
John Cena, the strike could end. But he was undefeated for such a long time, Jeff. Yeah, but nobody remembers that. People only remember the last month of the. I just remembered it. Nobody but you. You're special. <laughs> I mean, if, if the strike ends tomorrow, John Cena is not wrestling. And the strike will end. I mean, John Cena is, it, it's temporary. He's, he's a nostalgia. He doesn't need to win any matches. He doesn't need any wins because he's, he's not a legit threat. So unless you want him to headline against Roman Reigns again, but we already, we already had that match within the last year or so when Roman won. I think it was last year a crown jewel, one of the crown jewel events. And that's the only place that, that has a marquee, you know, unless they're going to do it in one of the foreign, you know, one of the shows in Europe, um, you know, in Australia. Uh, so, I mean, it'd be okay, but it, it, I mean, it never hurts anyone to be beaten by John Cena, but it, it's, you know, it's not going to be a 25 minute, match it's not gonna be bret hart steve austin it's not gonna put solo over it's it's just you're, you're gonna stick him i mean he's basically gonna be like big bubba or 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 haku it's gonna be one of those guys who he's the badass but he never wins matches see umaga wasn't umaga won matches mm. mm-hmm. okay oh, i don't mind if he see. loses to, to cena if cena does it by some sort of not cheating but vet, wily veteranism. <laughs> What's your new finishing move, John? Uh, wily veteranism. I don't know, something like that Solo tears the turnbuckle off of, of the top rope, and Cena is like playing possum in that corner, and Solo is going to deliver the Samoan spike. Cena, you know, drops, you know, drops down and Solo spikes the term uncle. And it's like, he acts like he broke his hand. And then Cena pops up and gives him the F5 and, and sneaks out a win. Something like that. Okay. That'd right. be fine. And that's fine for Saudi Arabia. I mean, that's fine for any place, but it's especially, I mean, you, you need to have, you know, big face go over big. And that, and, and that's, and, and it's very yeah, that's what I'm saying. John Cena wins this match. Cause I feel like yeah. he needs, you know, but, it, but it's how they win. Well, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you that John Cena wins the match. I was just disagreeing on that. Cena needs the win more than solo needs the win. I mean, solo is the guy who's going to be there for another 15 years. Cena is not going to be there for 15 weeks. Mm, got it. Got it. Got it. All right. Bianca versus Bailey. I mean, if it happens I mean, two professionals, Bianca two professionals right like bianca although i think yeah i think bianca wins but i think bailey loses because eo costs her the match i don't trust eo i don't think so I, I, no i don't like that eo i don't like the way she looks at bailey <laughs> you're jealous it's inappropriate right? okay well if that match happens we both agree bianca's going to win but, but like Bailey is a, so one, like one of the few people that Bianca ha- that I mean Jade hasn't had the stare down with is Bianca. She's had a stare down with Charlotte. She's had a stare down with um, Becky. Sire stare down with mm-hmm. Mia. So who who's left? Bianca. Um. What about um? Sasha. Doesn't work in wrestling any longer. Oh no! Oh, too bad. No. All right. She she, um, yeah, she wears Woody costumes and yells at fans. 
I'm sorry. Am I the only guy that like thought that she was in her right to like answer that guy the way she did? Like, I'm saying, uh, I, I'm uh, sorry. You came to you paid two hundred dollars for my fucking autograph, and you're gonna come here with some Dave Meltzer nonsense? I don't give a like. What? Not, you're an asshole. I'm not saying that she's all wrong, but she should expect that. I mean, she she should expect that, and she should be able to she she should be able to handle stuff like that better. And the 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 thing with her is that she has a history of bad relations with fans in public places, and sometimes it's forgivable. Like it's been the airport or a restaurant. Like, but when you are at a comic con and people are paying you for their autograph, you you should expect stupid. It's not like he said. I can but, smell your. I can smell the... your cunt from here or something like that. He, he, I, I heard you left over he put, creative. But... I mean, she's just, she's just saying. All she should have said is, "Don't believe everything you read." You know what, Jeff? Were you there? Yeah. Were you there? I was behind that guy, mm-hmm. and he actually said that to her. He said, "Can I smell your sea from here?" I, I, well, I was actually behind you, and I could actually smell your deodorant, and I could do that because you're the only one who wore deodorant, <laughs> including me, who didn't see the need. I wanted to fit in. Um, that's right. He was, the guy was very polite. As the police officers say in traffic court, he was polite and cordial, your honor. I don't believe this. I think he was a smart, he's a smart, how dare you wait in line for three hours. When you you were sitting, when you, when you have a booth at Comic-Con, yes, this is part of the deal. You, you say, what, no, what it's not, you Jeff. Do it with you, your inside voice. Outside, you go, you go. That's that's not how it operates. Or don't believe everything you read. Hey, thanks for being a fan. I don't see that anything wrong with the way she responded. Like it's not, like I I would understand if she wrote down like, "Go fuck yourself, San Diego." Like, and on his on the thing that he paid to like you know whatever I think he paid like a hundred bucks for the autograph. If she wrote like. Go fuck yourself, Sasha Banks. <laughs> if you went to Pro Bowl festivities and in, okay. in the line there was Tom Brady was signing autographs. Yep. And you paid $200 for Tom Brady autograph. And you and some guy got out there and go, so you like deflating balls, I hear. Tom Brady wouldn't go off and he go he would he would go, thank you for being a fan. Because Tom Brady knows. No, he wouldn't. That's bullshit. Yes, Tom Brady would be like, suck a dick. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> you would sign the autograph and he would have said, Thank you for being a football fan. I doubt. I, doubt, I don't believe it. Because he, he knows. I don't, that I don't see anything wrong. Because he knows with that he's going to get shit like that. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. He Plus, he knows Aaron Hernandez, and he'll kill you. Aaron Hernandez is dead. He's been dead for 10 that's years. That's what they want you to believe. <laughs> that's what they want you to oh, believe. Oh, okay. Fine. Well, he's not coming out listen, of hiding. For... Don't listen, Jeff. Jeff, all serious, all jokes aside, don't distract me from the fact that I'm trying to tell you that EO Sky is not one I to know, be she's taken like lightly. Like a modern day Mr. Fuji, got it. Dude, <laughs> she's trying some nefarious shit with this Bailey. Right. Bailey's trying to be a veteran and teach so, her some. So let some, me get some, drop some knowledge. Latinos and, losing bad, but Asian stereotypes good. I'm just saying. That I, she's looking at her with her beady eyes, beady eyes, and she's and she's just like, she's, sure, I, I don't trust. Are, you her. sure those are the words you want to use? I'm just saying I don't trust uh-huh. her. Listen, tell no, me no, what you, is you were what? just saying you don't trust her. You you've went further since, I, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. What are you trying to say? Listen, I'm not trying to say. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, 
remembering what you said like 30 seconds ago. I'm so so what do you listen, think of the I'm GM versus you, GM thing? All I'm saying is keep your eye on on EOS. My BDI. Don't tr- don't trust her. Yeah, especially that one. Okay. <laughs> I like the GM versus GM thing. I don't get why Nick Aldis like I like that Nick Aldis is like <laughs> No, it wasn't even Nick Aldis that said this. It was Mickey James. And she's like, oh, Nick got an offer from AEW, but we couldn't commit to the schedule. Like, Right. <laughs> we work two, two times a week. Get back. <laughs> right. Let's be real. The real reason that he couldn't work out in AEW is that he's towering over everybody else. Right. Like, yeah, no, no. He's, and this is something I gave you credit for. What, because I, you said nobody would know who Nick Aldis is. I said, no, they're definitely going to know who he is. He's been, been around long enough and, you know, having the NWA title. But you're right. No one mm-hmm, knew who mm-hmm. he was. So introduce him as a GM knew. like that. Now they know him. People like him. He's, you know, he's got an attitude. Now he's, people are talking about him. And when there's finally a match, when he, like, you know, people are already talking about, hey, uh, Adam Pierce looks like he's been working out. Do you think he's healthy enough? Do you think they'll do a GM versus GM match? And I think they're yeah. going to do a GM versus that might well be a WrestleMania match, GM versus GM. I mean, they'll certainly yep. be captaining teams, not in the ring, but you know, on the sidelines anyway for Survivor Series because there will be one right. traditional five on five SmackDown versus Raw at Survivor Series. And I'm loving this GM versus GM, and it's the the way they've handled the introduction of Nick Aldis, the way they've been handling the entrevue and introduction of Jade Cargill, and to a lesser extent, but it's still effective, Brian Pillman Jr., who's now Lexus King, has been great. The problem with Brian Pillman Jr. is that he still wrestles like Brian Pillman Jr. Um, he looked clunky, he looked clumsy, and he looked lost there. It took him took way too long to set up his finisher. But he is in developmental, and he's got a lot of bad habits that have to be broken. See, no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me correct. Let me correct the narrative for you here. This is where I got to defend. You know, I got to explain the story to you mm-hmm. because you know you're you're watching too much indie garbage, and you're just watching the match for the match. Mm-hmm. But he's telling a story in the ring. What did he? Do you remember wrestle? watching? <laughs> do you remember watching Bruce Lee? And he had like um. It was in that, what was the movie? Drunken Master, where he was just like pretending to be like a drunk and he's all like, but yep. he's kicking everybody's ass mm-hmm. as a drunk. Sure. It's the same right. thing. He had that brown jug of like, I guess it was meat or, Moonshine, or whatever. Or spit, a spittoon. Sake or whatever. <laughs> and like that, he used that as a weapon as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what like this is what Lexus King is doing. He's like, I'm a wild man. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing yeah, something. But Bruce See, Lee was, it's, was supposed it's, to be Shung, Shung Yu Khan, though, the Monkey King. And 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 Lexus King is supposed to be Lexus King, right. the 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 King of Lexus. Okay. Yeah. Listen, he's there. In, you go. It's a it's deep storytelling. You got this. Is real storytelling. He's listen, not he's, that bullshit. Oh, you'd had to watch five episodes of Being the Elite. Like, no, that's... forget about this. But his his introduction and the way they've introduced him to has has made him seem like he's important. He's a, he seems like a bigger deal than than the entire AEW run. Well, he is. I mean, he, he and he is a bigger deal in NXT. He, you know, he's he, he's something. I, I'm just saying that, that they're three for three on their reintroductions. There's other things I don't think they're doing so great. I mean, I think that the Lyra Valkyria 
uh, getting the the NXT title is dopey. Um, you know, the, you know, and it's not just that I didn't predict it. I just think it's dopey. There were there were outstanding stories with Becky and other people that, that seemed more important than, than Lyra Valkyria. And I know that they like her, but I mean, I see her as a good worker, but I don't see her as ever being a star. I, I see her as being, you know. A natty Candice LeRae type, someone who's always going to be a safe, good worker that you can, you know, put anywhere you want in the car, but will never be particularly over with the fans. You know, and she doesn't have much of a personality. She's not a looker. Uh, she's she's not. She doesn't have particularly great size. She doesn't, and she has a good move set, but it's nothing extraordinary. I mean, there's like she, she's a good hand. She's. She's basically like the female equivalent of like Dennis Condry. <laughs> but but it was Irish Irish last kicker versus Irish last kicker. I get it. The story was fine. I just think that Becky Lynch was listen, Becky Lynch has had a weird year. And there were some times that we that the, the, the thing with Trish seemed okay or we were pretending it was better than it was, but it, it wasn't very good. The stuff with Zoe was like everything with Becky felt weird. Like people didn't like her as a heel. I sort of liked her as a heel. Uh, but then she finally lost the title to Bianca and then, you know and you know, and Becky's just been weird. She's been like her like the female version of her husband, wearing stupid clothes and you know, she's supposed to be a face, but she acts like a heel. I mean, wearing dumb sunglasses. Finally. This, this NXT thing, even though I wasn't really for it, it made some, it. She felt important again. She made that title feel important. That that title's been mm-hmm. meandering ever since Roxanne Perez got it. And then she sort of had a nervous breakdown, and they sort of they've been sort of you know not knowing what to do with it ever since. Indy Hartwell, they gave it to. She broke her ankle. This is something uh, you know. Tiffany Stratton had it. They sort of quit on her. I mean, she should have at least had a redemption to get to get to it or, or whatever. But I mean, but there's a bunch of women there that that, that smell like stars. I mean. I don't know if Electra Lopez isn't mm-hmm. that good a wrestler, but she could, you know, she smells like a star. Lola Vice is, smells like a star. Blair Davenport is a good heel you could give give the title to as a transitional short-term champion. I don't know. Back to Roxanne. I mean, what? I don't know. There just seems like there's a whole lot more people other than Lyra Valkyria um, do it. You know, it just, is, it just was a weird move for me. And, you know, I don't know. Becky felt important. Now, now, now I'm wondering, like, now what? Now now she's going to come back on the main roster and try to impose herself onto things where... No, I think she takes time off. Uh, she's got to push this book. Well, I hope you... If that's the case, I hope I hope that you're right. But Halloween Havoc actually, night one anyway, seemed a little bit like Evolution 2. We had a, had a lot of women on this style. And, and boy, I got a lot of things wrong. Um, I, I mean... I thought La, I, I don't like La Familia, so I'm not upset that Chase U won, but I thought La Familia would win. They didn't. Chase U, your new NXT tag team champions. Lyra, we already talked about that. Lyra being the new NXT women's champion. Uh, I thought that Gigi Dolan would win because she's the hero, but she seems to lose every big feud. I mean, I'm glad I lost this one. Um, I knew that Roxanne was going to win, but I picked Keon James because I figured that some heel has to win in a surprise. I just got the wrong one. I, I picked Gigi, and, and when I should have picked, I should have picked Blair when I picked Kiana. Uh, Kalani Jordan predictably beat Ariana Grace. Lola Vice beat uh, Carmen Petrovic. Carmen Petrovic's pretty good, by the way. Uh, a bunch of these, actually. I'm sorry, I, I I wasn't paying attention to Carmen Petrovic. I mean, Lola Vice. Okay. Fair enough. 
Jesus. Uh, Carmen Pet- is it getting hot in here? Carmen Petrovic is, uh, is uh, attractive in her own right. But uh, I thought that Brom Breaker versus Robert Stone was was Tuesday, was last night, but not. It's it's next week. Uh, and Lexus King. I can't wait for that that match. Braun, Braun Breaker versus Tony Khan. I love it. That'd be great. Sign me up. So, and of course, Lexus King won in his debut, though, again, like I said, I thought he looked good. Versus who was it? Danny Chen? Dante Chen from Singapore. Whatever, Jobber. Who's one of their Jobber faces? I mean, like, they can have like, they can have like Jensen or, or you know, from one of the tag team or, or Malik Anofe or, you know, Malik Blade. Are they gonna are they gonna do one of those or is it gonna or be like flop dog? It's gonna be like Tank or Hank? Are they you know one one of those guys that put them in singles? Like <laughs> it's like like I'm thinking like big body Javi, but he's a heel and I'm like and like I, I just I just couldn't I just couldn't figure out who it was gonna be. Um, I, you know I forgot Dante Chen was even on there. I'm like are they gonna bring Tozawa down for this? They got rid of Jiro. Uh, I mean anyway Dante Chen um, who will be well, speaking of Tozawa, I love what they're doing with Tozawa. I know we didn't talk about uh. The, the the what's it called the uh, Alpha Academy, but adding Tazawa to that faction, it's a, it's a faction now, right? They're four guys now, <laughs> three guys and a and a and a pizza place and a, and, a, and a woman and and a, and a well, woman. Tazawa also well, stole the we... NXT Heritage Cup, so yeah, Tazawa is basically playing his own version of of our truth. That's <laughs> yes, right, but he's great. He's good. He's he's entertaining. He's a cute little guy. That's, that's, uh, Do you like that he tried to like rip the shirt like Hulk Hogan and he couldn't do it? Yeah, I mean that's so funny. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah. I really want it to be like a story where he's like, instead of him wanting to be more like Chad Gable, I want him to be like, I want him to be like you, Otis, and like he wants to like just put on a massive amount of weight. And well, you, you see him start eating. He start he starts having Yokozuna. <laughs> he just starts he eating has, everything. He has posters of Yokozuna all over him. <laughs> all over the place. Just you just see him eating rice all day long, eating like or whoever like whoever their sponsors. It's still Pizza Hut. You just see him with the Pizza Hut family deal, and he's like, I want. And, he's, and everyone's like, Give me a piece. He's like, I'm not sharing. He's like, It's a family. Oh my god! Like, it's a family meal. You can't eat this. Sir. He goes, Offer me. And he walks away. Oh my god! Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Love it. Listen, I, everyone knows I like my <laughs> wrestling wrestle crap comedy, but I, I would I, I I prefer a good Dan Housen over at Tozawa. Oh my god, nope. Love it. Well, some other WWE stuff. First this week SmackDown is gonna be on FS one, so they're having um Roman Reigns on, on TV. The second I mean this is this is how you know they don't plan these things in advance. Because this is the second of like you know, Roman's like every three or four weeks on TV. This that's been on FS1. Listen, he's he's a draw, even on FS1. Watch him still beat AW Dynamite. Will beat AW Dynamite, but the, they you know they'll get like one point one million or something like that. It's fine. Uh, other stuff we have learned that St. Petersburg, Florida, paid a five hundred thousand dollar fee to get a. Uh, I think it's is it Survivor Series or is it the Royal Rumble? Uh, Royal Rumble. Okay, so so they they're getting that, um, and this seems to be you know obviously we talked about that they're trying to get fees for every city and and um, Nikon has has verified that. Now we 
know that there's something called Bash in Berlin, which is going to be August 30th, right. 2024, so almost a year from now. Um, we don't know if there's any site fee, but you know, we assume that it's going to be a PLE. We have heard that Paris is in the running for backlash. Uh, again, don't know about it. That's right. It's gonna. It's panic in Paris. Panic in Paris. The uh, the back ache de triomphe. The Eiffel Tower of power. If if that's what you want to talk about, Bailey, some more, I'm I'm all about it. You want to talk about the the back eight? Uh, how about sure. if they bring back Rhino and they call Charles de Gore, Gore, Gore? Listen, nothing's anything can happen in the WWE, True. including Vince buying it back. Yeah, what 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 did you make of that endeavor? <laughs> statement today because I mean it was complete corporate salad and it can mean anything you want except the one thing they told you that it's not going to be but because it's corporate speak you can you can even put that in in there but they said we're not selling any of our assets but we want to leverage everything else to see business opportunities and diversify uh, in every other area I, I mean I, I don't know if that means that they're going to least WWE and UFC likenesses names to exhibits in Disney World or Universal Studios or, 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 or here comes a WWE roller coaster. What they're planning to do. I, I mean I, I have no idea. The Beast roller coaster. That's right. Yeah. I mean the Undertaker House means. of Horrors. I don't know what that means, Jeff. I think anything's on the table, but I think what I interpreted it as again as a as a person in the stock market and knowing that some companies have to make these cockamamie press releases to, I don't know, and I guess the right word is appease, either appease or, or just, you know, they've lost a lot of market, a lot, a lot of, a lot of market value since the merger, right? They were at like 103 when the merger happened. And then, and I think now they're like at what eighty bucks a share. I'll check it up, but you know they're obviously trying to explain why they the the sudden drop in valuation, right? right? And and what's wrong with the company? Um, but I think it it you know the statement is a a, a bunch of hogwash. Like I think it's just you know again like a bunch of nonsensical trade speak for people to just hey please don't run out the door the the place ain't on fire please stay with us yeah it's 78 dollars um as of close of business wednesday yeah that's not good october 25th no it's not but you know who it's good for is vince mcmahon if he's just bought a bunch of if he sold his stock at like a hundred He's the only guy that could sell it. Yeah, uh, Jeff, you read the story you, himself. You have to you have to announce that you're going to make sales when you own that much stock. And he did. No, yes, he no, did. He didn't. It, it was it was Ari Emanuel who made a statement thinking that the market thought that Vince might was motivated to sell a stock. Vince did not make any sales. Vince is selling the stock to rebuy it back 
Vince is going to own WWE all over again. He, it's going to be just like when he when he took over Nitro, only he's taking over WWE all over again. Mm, maybe he'll buy Collision. He's like, it's me, everybody. I'm back. It was me all along. Ha, ha, ha. I mean, you know, it wasn't a very interesting week in wrestling when, when Declan McMahon was the story for two days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love Declan McMahon energy. Right. Like, and rightfully so. Like, he's like, I don't watch that garbage. I say that every week. I don't get put in the news. No, but Declan McMahon is exactly right. Why would he watch garbage? Well, Declan McMahon isn't it. So in other signing, <laughs> AW finally added Dralistico to their internal roster. So I guess Dragon Lee was not able to save oh his younger God. brother. Um, Scotty wow, Tuhati. How did we not lead with that story? Yeah, I know. Scotty Tuhati is also in some sort of backstage capacity with AW. So I'm sure that's the, the newest game changer that's going to make things 100% different there. Uh, injury. Is Sanjay Dutt still there, yeah. or did, did Scotty Tuhati replace uh, him? No, Sanjay Dutt's still there. So uh, we already talked about Adam Cole had surgery on both of his ankles. We already talked about Darby, how he... Both of them? What was wrong with both? How bad was this jump off the ramp? Who knows? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, we already talked about Darby fracturing his shoulder at something called Nitro Circus. Uh, Jakara Jackson was not in the... What? had to pull out of the... Uh, Breakout tournament because of a broken wrist. She's still on TV with the with a wrist cast on Pull out. or a wrist brace. Tegan Knox apparently she's injured again, and so oh, uh, no. she was replaced by Nikki Cross to crickets. So T- so Tegan Knox's crickets were replaced by Nikki Cross's crickets to team with Natalia's crickets and Natalia in a in a tag team title for the tag team champions that uh, barely uh, are a team, barely work their champions and the. Did you see that? Did you see that video of like Natalia giving away glasses to a girl in the in the audience? But then like there's a kid, <laughs> kid had to be like seven years old, and he takes the opportunity to like feel her boob <laughs> and also like puts his face in her cleavage. Uh, no, uh, that's I mean, unless he's five, that's that's you know not exactly being raised right. It sounds like he's being raised right to me. I mean, he's the guy's like, oh, well, let me take advantage. What, to commit sexual assault Just, twice? <laughs> he's a motorboating son of a bitch, that I, kid. I, mean, yeah, I, I think most kids know you're not supposed to cop feels on on people. Anyway, uh, so, so <laughs> I mean, listen, I would have never rehired Tegan Knox. I, I, again... I feel very much the way I do about Lyra Valkyria, about Tegan Knox. I think she's a good hand. I don't see as much of a personality. She doesn't have much of a look. Um, but unlike Tegan Knox, Lyra Valkyria seems durable. Um, Tegan Knox, this is... This is she, <laughs> she she, seems she, durable. She, she, You're leaving a Google review for Lyra Valkyria? No, Tegan, Tegan Knox has like destroyed her knees like three different times. And now I don't know what this injury is. Um, but she obviously doesn't know how to protect herself or she's brittle or, or she's just injury prone, but whatever it is, like I, I would just cut my losses with her and just, I mean, like it, I mean, is she much better than Emma or, you know, Aaliyah uh, they just released uh, Dana Brooke or Lacey Evans. I mean, if anything, Lacey Evans at least had a character. Um, but anyway, I, anyway, Tegan Knox is injured with an undisclosed injury. 
Uh, we talked about the title. We wish you we wish you a speedy recovery, right? Tegan. And, and the plane ticket back home. Um, <laughs> so now, perfect. listen, I don't watch Impact. I believe some of the titles did change on Bound for Glory. I really don't know. I really don't care. Normally, I do keep track of these things and write them down, but I didn't. So, sue me. Um, I, Let's just make it up. Uh, Matt Cardona is the new Impact World Champion. I, I think actually Alex Shelley is their new World Champion, which is hasn't he been the the, the World Champion? I, I, I think he's been like their tag team champion a, a bunch of times. I don't know. I think you're confusing with Eddie Edwards because they they they're pretty much interchangeable. I don't know. I think yeah, there might be new yeah. tag team champions too. I know there's not a new women's champion. I don't trade. We should watch it just to make sure. Okay, we should definitely. You, you line that up. Um. <laughs> ratings we already talked about impact um impact was released because they were so bad released early so i don't have any update on new japan pro wrestling yet smackdown last week went down 163,000 to 2.254 million rampage we talked about down 65,000 to 342 collision went up 14,000 to 518,000 demo was only a point six um battle and battle of the belts 397,000 demo, 0.13. And that was the second lowest showing for Battle of the Belts ever. And the first worst when it followed another AEW show. The, the other worst was when it was standalone, which it's been standalone a few times. The lowest, by the way, was 317,000. Raw went down 7,000, basically saying 1467 NXT went down 11,787,000. Yes, I know, it was against Major League Baseball playoffs and NBA opening night. So uh, I, I I do have the playoff exception and opening night of the NBA seems, you know, opening night of all sports does seem to draw a little bit more attention. So my people don't choose sports rules sort of with playoffs and certain big events, you know, I'll, I'll allow 15 to 20%. Um, so if it really is only off by 15 or 20%, then they're, they're in the high eights or even the nines. So we'll see next week for Halloween Havoc night too, because it's a better and bigger card. I don't know what the competition is. We'll see. So NWA three weeks ago, 28,000. Then the TV deal got announced. So a week ago, 52 is up to 52,000 this week, but it, it only aired yesterday. Tuesday is up to 24,000. So not that big, but you know. Certainly on trajectory more than it was before the TV announcement. MLW last three weeks. Three weeks ago, 39,000. Two weeks ago, up to 21,000, which is ridiculous. Uh, and then this uh, last week, it's actually a full week. We have said a new episode that aired tonight. Or, and I haven't checked the number yet. But it is Matt Cardona's debut. Surge up to 29,000. So a little bit better than the week before, but still nothing to write home about. Um, one of the civil suits involving Sonny has been dropped. It's not what anyone thinks. It's it's the car company has been dropped as a defendant. The the the, the car dealership who sold a car to her apparently they're allowed to do so without her having a license or insurance in, in Florida. There's no problem with that. The, you know whatever whatever laws are didn't apply to them, and so that was dismissed. Whether it's dismissed because the court dismissed it or they agreed to dismiss or whatever, but that's the count. So no one needs to make a big hubbub about that. It's not that Sonny's off the hook. There's actually actively a, a plea bargain trying to be worked out, which 
It looks like the prosecutor is seeking somewhere in the neighborhood of 26 years, and the defense counsel is obviously seeking something less than that. So that's the news and ratings that I got. I'm starting to think that you have a bias towards um, NXT superstars that have untraditional names. Hmm. Well, they all have untraditional names. I'll tell you who who I don't. I, who, listen, Danny Palmer, pretty good wrestler, great body, no face, no bueno. No butterface? But she's obviously going to call it up because they just filed a trademark on for Danny Palmer and, and two other names. I, I've forgotten the, the other two. But, uh, Didn't Danny Palmer uh, die in Twin Peaks? I don't know, but this Danny Palmer is, is alive and, and has great fake boobs. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. What was I? Gonna, I was gonna tell you about. Uh, ask you about. Um, was it Charlotte Flair? I can't remember. Ah, we'll get to it next week, or or the week after, or the week after that. Yeah. Guys, this has been episode one thirty one. Thanks for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to be here with you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, laughed, learned something, argued with when us. You show up. You're like, you're, like, um, you're like Roman Reigns. I know. I'm I'm like Roman Reigns. I, I just show up after a, a, a large hiatus, except for the fact that I was incapacitated due to. Um, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, and. <laughs> If you enjoyed the episode, please make sure you like and follow uh, Hammerlock Hangover wherever you are listening to this podcast, whether that be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon. I can't even say Stitcher anymore because Stitcher is dead now. Um, All of it. All of it. Podbean, whatever you are, just listen to it and do us a favor. Help us defeat the podcasting algorithm and give us five stars six stars just all of them just whatever you can fill it up just fill it up all the way and then write this was a great podcast my favorite part was when jeff took off his pants just write that in the comments right. and people will and then love it. just turn your volume down and just put put it on repeat then just have the show play all day long that's right absolutely that will also help us defeat the podcasting evil yeah. algorithm that uh, and and get us over, get us over, so that way at least Jericho. you can claim. <laughs> get us put a, help put us over, so that way you can claim that you help put somebody over, and that way you're better than. Sting. That's right. We're not going to call you a Hammerlock Hangover original. We're going to call you the original Hangover. Join the exclusive club of Hangovers. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, if you want to interact with us, our Gmail mailbox is open um we often get mail and we read it on here to you know um to the listening pleasure of everybody um you can email us at hammerlockhangover at gmail.com give us a thought on the episode tell us you loved it tell us you hate it tell us steve you don't know what you're talking about sting is the best signed signed Sting or (laughs) mrs sting's mom that's that's right or you can tell us, uh, go fuck yourself, Jeff, uh, signed Tegan Knox. So do whatever you like. Um, we'll love to, to hear it. Or, or We're not Ira, afraid of it. Or Danny Palmer. I mean, I haven't, I haven't made many or, friends. Yeah. Or Danny Palmer, send your, send your digits to Cross. Jeff via email. Nat, Natty's too busy, uh, you know, with her new boyfriend that 
eight year old from uh <laughs> I taught you well, son. Little little um, Pena. That's right. Hammerlock hangover at gmail.com is that email. And um yeah, you can find us on Facebook, although we, we don't really kind of do it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, can, I thank you for I, joining I see us. See that there's there. a bunch of notifications there. I'm like, that seems like a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, that's really why nobody really touches that. Um and uh yeah, I mean that's yeah, pretty much can, it. I mean yeah, we can't is the best place. I mean and listen, listen, listen to us here. Listen to us here and, and interact with us well, here. Well, you can enjoy some of the rest of the um, Super Network along with all of the excellent content that's there, including Garden of the Doom and Garden Views, which you can also enjoy. That's right. Call call up the Wrestling Soup uh, guys. Email them and be like, hey, I really like this podcast. Yeah, you should. Make sure. Yeah, tell them. You, you should absolutely make sure that you should, you should call Joe Numbus. He loves interacting <laughs> with the fans. Um, he loves interacting yeah. with the fans just just as much as Sasha Banks Pretty does, much. and 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 also call Don Tony and Kevin Castle up and tell them the same thing. Tell them Sasha Banks sent you to put over Sasha. Yeah, uh, now listen, they're not part of the Wrestling Soup Network, though. Though Wrestling Soup and and Don Tony have a, a joint custody of Kevin Castle. He's 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 on he's he's playing both sides of the field at that Castle. He's a you know. Podcast or uh, I don't know, I don't extraordinary. Yeah, we'll leave it at extraordinary. So yeah, he's so, there. So. Friends of the show, Kevin Castle, been on the show many times, and of course we're on the Wrestling Soup Network, so they're friends of the show too. So yeah, but yeah, let 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 Mish know that you that you love the show. That's right. Let everybody yeah. know. Tell tell your mom. Wake her up. Call her up right now. After you finish the show, just say, "Hey, mom, listen to the show." And she might not know right. wrestling. She, she might be Christmas. You know, if she's like my mom, she'll be like. No jodas, porque me llamas. Mm-hmm. That's like my Steven, you should, not, you should this... not speak about Japanese people that way. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Esteban. All right, guys. Oh, I, I feel. Oh, the the dinner must be ready. Oh, wait, we got we have a call. call. We have a special call. Oh, oh, oh this is Steve's mom. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, mom, what's going on? I fooled you. It was me. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! You sound just I, like her, and also look I, like her. I oh know. my God! Well, I I have designed my beard after her, so that's right. That's right. All right, guys this This has been uh, episode one thirty one. Thanks for listening. It's been a blast. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, until next time, Stay with my friends. <laughs>